This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, April 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an Uber driver was shot while on the job in Philadelphia's Cobb Creek section, police say. The shooting happened on Cobb's Creek Parkway at Delancey Street about 10 a.m. last night. Police say the Uber driver, a male in his 50s, was shot in what appears to be an attempted carjacking. Officials say neighbors reported hearing a gunshot and saw the Uber rolling into a parked vehicle and then into a fence of a house. According to police, the driver picked up two riders, a male and a female, from an unknown location. The female got out of the vehicle at one location, but the male remained in the Uber. As they get to this location, uh, Philadelphia Police Captain John Walker said, we're not quite sure what happened inside the car, but we can tell you by looking at the car at this point, there was that the gun, uh, there is a gunshot through the driver's seat. Walker says the bullet struck the driver under his armpit where it went through his chest. He was rushed by medics to Lankinall Hospital uh, in, med- in serious condition. I'm sorry, in critical condition. Police are continuing to search for surveillance video and ask anyone with information to please call them. I wonder with these shootings, Kathy, on the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers, if this has resulted in a reduction in the amount of people who are actively doing this. Because you can kind of log on and log off at your discretion, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's shootings everywhere. Like, the city is just not safe right now. Yeah. The bouncer uh, who was wanted on a third-degree murder charge for punching a man outside of a Center City Philadelphia bar earlier this month leading to his death is now in custody. 24-year-old Kenneth Kenneth Fry surrendered to police yesterday afternoon. Fry of the 1800 block of Susquehanna Avenue was being sought in the death of 41-year-old Eric Pope. Police say Pope was escorted out of Taboo Bar and Lounge on April 16th for being intoxicated and then uh, punched by Fry, investigators say. Pope fell to the ground and died from his injuries, which included trauma to the brain at the hospital days after the incident. The events leading up to the punch are still under investigation. Taboo says that Fry was not an employee of the bar. 6ABC reports that he worked for a private security company. Activists from the LGBTQ community gathered outside of Taboo Bar and Lounge on Tuesday demanding answers. In recent weeks, there have been other incidents at Center City bars involving the same security company, according to police reports. The number of unexplained severe hepatitis cases in children continues to tick upward as doctors around the globe scramble to pinpoint a cause. On Thursday, the World Health Organization said that about 170 cases have been reported so far in 16 countries, up from 74 cases in just the United Kingdom two weeks ago. 10% of these cases have been so severe that children needed liver transplants. One child died, according to the World Health Organization, though it's unclear where or when the death occurred. In the United States, the Wisconsin Department of Health Health Services said Wednesday it is investigating the death of one child as well as suspected cases in three other children. Uh, one of the, the children that they are investigating uh, did need a liver transplant. Uh, cases have also been identified in other states, including three in Illinois and two in North Carolina, but the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have only confirmed cases in Alabama. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Sixers beat the Raptors last night in Toronto, winning the 
winning their first round series in six games. Joel Embiid had 33 points and 10 rebounds. James Harden added 22 points and 15 assists, and the Sixers beat the Raptors 132 to 96. Tyrese Maxey scored 25 points, going 5 for 12 from three-point range. And Tobias Harris added 19 points and 11 rebounds to help the Sixers finish off the Raptors with a blowout after losing the past two games. The Sixers will face Miami in the second round with Game 1 on Monday night in South Florida. The top-seeded Heat beat Atlanta in five games. At the NFL draft, the Eagles got a big-time receiver but didn't draft him. Instead, the Eagles traded the number 18 draft pick and number 101 in the third round to the Tennessee Titans for receiver A.J. Brown. Brown has become a star in the NFL. In his first three seasons, Brown has 185 catches for 2,995 yards and 24 touchdowns and was a pro bowler in 2020. The Eagles are giving him a four-year contract extension worth $100 million, including $57 million in guaranteed money. The extension makes him the fourth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. The Eagles also traded the 15th pick to the Houston Texans for number 13 and selected Georgia defenseman Jordan Davis. Davis is a six foot five, 340-pound <laughs> defensive tackle and is considered the best run defender in the draft. Big fella. Mm. Yesterday afternoon at the ballpark, the Phillies beat the Colorado Rockies 7-1. to one. Zach Wheeler threw one hit ball over six shutout innings and Alec Bohm homer to help the Phils complete a four-game sweep of the Rockies. The Phils open up a weekend series in Queens tonight against the Mets. Aaron Ola will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7-10. And the Flyers' season finale is tonight at home against Aww. the Ottawa Senators. The puck will drop at 7-30. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. We've reached the end of the work week. We're heading into a weekend. The weather's going to cooperate. That's a beautiful thing. And uh, we are happy to be here with you this morning to give away everything we have yes. to give away. That includes concert cash and tickets, of course. So we'll get that started at 8 a.m. And I'm sure we're sitting on a stack of things that we can unload as well this morning as far as giveaways go. So make sure you're with us, including the Word of the Week prize. We'll do that at the end of the show. And we have a guest today. Kevin Smith will be joining us. We were scheduled to have him a couple of weeks ago. But it was the day after his wife's birthday. Yes. And they were in New York, I think. Took it a Broadway they show. Went to a Broadway show. And the next day, <laughs> Kevin just slept in. And he texted Casey later on the day. He's like, oh, my God. I am so sorry. We're like, dude, we get it. Yeah, Don't worry fine. about yeah. it. We, we, In fact, the day before, we are like, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be pretty special if he actually is able to call in today. So we'll talk to Kevin and uh, just talking all things Kevin. Yes. Smith, you know, yeah. talking about in this world. Plenty of things to chat about. So uh, we'll get into that and whatever else we feel is appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. We'll just hang, you know. So we'll take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up next. A stupid question with some stuff to give to you. Make sure you stay with us because we'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Coming up uh, on the 27th of May, we will be headed back to North Wildwood for yeah. the official opening of the Jersey Shores Eggs with Peg. And it is the Keenan's live broadcast that we've been doing for years and years. Obviously, it hasn't happened the last couple of years, so this is it, refired up and ready to go. So, we have a special setup. We are going to give away this morning... Uh, a set of cut the line passes, and it will be for you and how many people do we have here? For you and three, so it's a set of four. Not only do you get to cut the line, but you will get a special VIP table that will be yours for the morning. And we've talked about this. If ever there was a time to have a VIP set up, it's yeah. going to be this. Yeah, you'll have your own real estate. Yes, and uh, highly it, coveted. It's pretty much you. Well, if you've been there, you know. But you it's know. it's an insanely packed yes. event. So. Here's what we're going to do. At some point this morning, we will play a clip from one of our contests <laughs> at Keenan's. And at that point, and I'm going to say this now, since it's on May 27th, we'll take the 27th caller. Nice. And we will set you up okay. the prize. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So it will be, it could pop up anywhere. So you just need to be, you just got to have your ears open this morning. At any point in time, you hear a flashback clip from a Keenan's broadcast moment be the 27th caller, and you will get the three passes for cutting the line. You won't have to wait. And, of course, you get your VIP set up on the table. And also, uh, let's see, uh, you, uh, you'll you also get a bucket of Coors Light for your table and a case of Coors Light nice. uh, to take back to your beach house, which is a pretty sweet deal. So, details at WMMR.com. In the meantime, we're going to do business as usual. We have a stupid question and uh, a certificate for a free float for Halcyon Floats giveaway right now. The question that I have for you this morning is, what is the only mammal naturally capable of true and sustained flight? 215-263-WMMR. So that's not gliding, that's right. actually flying. flying. What is the only mammal naturally capable of true and sustained flight? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Today... It's Friday, April 29th. I have a bunch of birthdays to go through. We'll start with Mr. Tommy James. Tommy James and the Shondells. Yes. Uh, I think we're alone now. Right. Uh, Moni Tiffany, Tiffany basically got a career. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, he turns 75 years old Th- today. Those were his biggest hits, right? The, yeah. The, the, I don't know really much else. Did he do a song called Dragging the Line? And hmm. I, I'm not sure if that was him might or not. Be. Yeah, um, Nick, could you look that up? A uh, yeah. song called "Dragging the Line." I think that might have been Tommy James. I remember he had a uh, hair helmet for a while. Yes, he like did. A real hair helmet. Absolutely. So, uh, 75 uh, years old today. Hang on a second. I need to. I need confirmation of this. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Great song, "Dragging the Line." I've got that in a couple of uh, um, places yeah. in mind. Uh, Andre Agassi, speaking of helmet hair. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. Purchased, but still impressive. Yeah. And I mean a mane of hair. Again, we've asked. It's fake. Why would you go yeah. for that? So would that you go for something more subtle and less likely uh, to fall off? Yeah. Uh, he turns 52 years old In today. fact, he was known for his lion's mane of hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have uh, who I consider to be possibly the the greatest, or in my personal opinion, greatest actor ever. Daniel Day-Lewis is 65 years old. He's just incredible. He's brilliant. His, his range, with uh, you know, from, from playing uh, Bill the Butcher uh, to Lincoln mm-hmm. uh, and, and the differences between those characters, it's unbelievable. He played Sam the Butcher. Oh, my on, God. Uh, the Brady Boy. Wow. I didn't even know yeah. that. What, the that, movie that was yeah, him? Absolutely. 
TV wow. show. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, uh, that's, that, that's a range. Phantom Thread, that was his last one. He retired, right? Yeah, and I, did anybody see it? I did. It's Is it okay. okay. Yeah. You know, okay. he's always interesting to watch, but it's... It's 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 a quiet film, as they okay. say. Yeah, okay. except for the uh, the uh, meteor at the end. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I was not aware of that <laughs> plot twist. Oh, oh dear lord! <laughs> what is that? Uh, Put down that traffic and come join me in the parlor. <laughs> There's a light in the sky. There's the meteor. Please accelerate the completion of that gown for the queen. <laughs> He is 65 <clears throat> years old today. Uh, the great Willie Nelson turns 89 years oh old God. today. One yeah. of our big, at least for, I think collectively, our regret was that we looked like we were going to have him in the studio. Yeah, it was Didn't real, quite turn out. really excited about that opportunity, and it ended up not coming through. But uh, it would have been great. It would have been a great conversation with him. He is uh, He's such a great talent. Uh, and he has, he has a beautiful voice. If you listen to when, he he's, really does. when he's really singing a ballad, it's amazing. That, uh, Nick, the... Um, uh, just Breathe? Just Breathe. Yeah. That, that, that uh, Eddie Vedder song. His version of it just floors me. I think the last time Pearl Jam was in town, Eddie Vedder did his Willie Nelson impression of an Eddie Vedder song. Wow. So Eddie sang as Willie sang the song, and it's fun. Eddie does a good Willie Nelson impression. It's wild to see him with his clothes cropped when he was first on the scene. Yeah, Yeah, he's 89 uh, today. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer has her birthday today. Reese 2? Yeah. So do you want, what, <laughs> what, what, what would you have what me do? Would you, you want me to play uh, something from Batman 2? That's what she's Batman. going for, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Michelle Pfeiffer for that white gold. Yeah, yeah. Bruno Mars. Uh, so, yeah, she's uh, she's awesome, man. She's, I uh, like her because she's also, she has that quality. She's self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. She makes fun of her stuff, and uh, I like that. She is, And uh, I know she knows I like that. She's 64 <laughs> today. Uh, then we have Eve Plum. Oh. Played Jan Brady. Work with Daniel J. Lewis on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> In the Brady Bunch. Uh, she is 64 today. You know she's good at? She, she was the uh, the, the uh, shop, the, the auto shop Grease teacher. Live. The Grease, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of Grease, yes. we have another Grease moment. But yeah, in that live version of Grease, she was the one who helped them get their car ready for yeah. Thunder Road. I wish they would sell, you know, I had that on the DVR for the longest time and then it got erased. And it's not available anywhere? I would love to. I would buy a copy of that. Okay. Yeah, you really dug that. I dug it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eve Plum is 64. Uh, it's Jerry Seinfeld's birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah, Jerry is. What's with birthdays? He is 68 <laughs> years old today. I saw I saw an interesting list of things uh, yesterday. It was on BuzzFeed or something like that. And it was great 90s sitcoms and the last line given oh, in their last show. I should make that a contest. I'll, I'll yeah. And I'll see if you guys, yeah, we'll do a contest right. sometime because the, the one for Seinfeld was kind of interesting. Okay. I, I remember really, the Cheers one. Uh, the, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're closed. Yeah, sorry, yep. we're closed. Yep. I really liked, I really liked him, but I didn't, that was one of the shows that I didn't watch while it was on. It mm-hmm. was like passed a little bit and I, I think it was still on when I started watching it, but I wasn't like up to date with it, but it was, I mean, I loved it. It was I, a great show. Kathy, I was one of the, the few people who was, when it first, at least that I talked to, who watched it from the absolute first and the show morphed a little bit. But it really didn't take off to, like, the second season, third season. So maybe that's yeah. why I wasn't. Did you like it? I, I liked it initially and then liked it a lot more when they hit their stride. Yeah. Uh, he is 68 today. Uh, it's also Uma Thurman's birthday. Oh! Yeah, what's the matter, man? I, I have the... I had the... 
the sound clip. And I'm like, the play, you say Uma Thurman's name is not ready. I had to reboot the system, and I'm not. It's, it's right. not you're, you're, you're trying to weigh me off. Yeah. I can fix All right, it. Back that up. Wait, yeah. wait. I never said anything. Never said nothing. We're... Go to somebody. It's Carney Wilson's oh, birthday. Yeah. Interesting birthday. Barney Wilson of Wilson Phillips uh-huh. has her birthday today. She's currently in a commercial. Oh, yeah, what, I saw that. Playing what was piano it? behind somebody. Yeah. I forget what it's for. Yeah, and I had to stop for a right. moment and go, who Carney is that? Wilson, yeah. And eventually figured out that it was, uh, sure enough, Carney Wilson. Daughter of Brian Wilson. And used to live in Manioc. Yes. We talked to Bag of Y100 when we worked there. We we had her on and were surprised. I, I think she had married somebody from the area. <laughs> right. And was living in Manioc. And had gastric bypass? Yeah. This okay. is a song that I harp. Harmonizing quotes <laughs> with while I'm driving yeah. in the car. It's Kathy. It's one of the best. It's oh, the final scene in uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah. I, I liked the song uh, back in the day, and then when Bridesmaids used it, I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Right. One more day. Well, oh, I could see no. you belting oh, it belt out in the it. car. Totally. One hundred. Yes. Like still, even if it comes on, I'm like, mm-hmm. Can I call you back? All <laughs> your emotion. If just you watch pouring it in, there. in the closing credit scenes, Maya Rudolph just really gets a real. You know, she starts yeah, yeah. really yeah. getting into it. Yeah. I kind of want to hear Kathy try and harmonize with the oh, song. Oh, God, though. no. You just said you'd I said do it, quote. then. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Romano, <laughs> Joel Wilson Phillips. China Phillips. China Phillips. Yeah. China, yes. okay. China Who's, Phillips, and then you had uh, like Carney Wilson and Wendy Wilson, right. I think was the other one. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So, and China I, Phillips is married to Billy Baldwin. I know my Wilson Phillips. Yeah, man. I always liked her. Yeah, I thought she was very, very pretty. Yeah. And, uh, and they, listen, they, they, they were catchy tunes with mm-hmm. really good harmonies. You know, she looked like uh, like uh, Fonda, like... Um, Jane Fonda? No, uh, um, Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Carney Wilson is 54. Oh, oh my God, guys, I just saw this. It's Uma Thurman's no! birthday. Oh! Man, you were quick on that. Is fast. Yeah, yeah, I'm on You're it, good. man. I am on it. Uh, she's 52 today. <laughs> Talk of a uh, third Kill Bill movie. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, they they leave the door open for it. And the question is whether Quentin Tarantino would sign off on letting someone else do it. I don't no. know how anyone else could do a, you know... Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, there, there's the daughter to keep in mind too sure. in the film, yeah. so that would be the the logical progression. And also, she says to uh, one of the, the the little girl of um, um, oh, who played um, uh, the, she, yeah, she's also one, one of the assassins. And she a said, a Fox. Yeah, yeah. Vivica yeah. A Fox. She goes, if if you if you ever feel yeah. that you want, you know, she said, I, I want to tell you, your mom had this coming. Yeah, but if you feel that you have an issue with that. I'll be waiting for you. So you know that there's got to be a matchup somewhere down the road. Yeah. What did I see her in recently? What show is it that she is in? Suspicion? Currently, yes. Is that you're watching that? Yeah, I started watching that, and I forgot that I lost interest in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not enjoying the show you're on. I I was enjoying it. I'm like, wow, okay, this is a trip. And then life caught up, and I stopped watching it, and uh, I have to go back to that now that I remembered. I'm really unimpressed. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot that I don't care about yeah. that anymore. And oh now I just God. remembered. I have to remember to miss that. But I will have to go back just to finish it off. All right. Anyhow, happy birthday, everybody. Celebrating birthdays today. Let's see. Hold MMR, on. MMR's birthday. Oh, my God. Oh, yay. Yay. It's MMR's birthday today. Happy birthday, WMMR. In fact, uh, Pierre's going to be doing some special stuff today. It is a version of You Call It Friday. Very cool. Uh, done much, much earlier. In fact, uh, Jackie's coming in, I believe. Uh, so, or, or he's, uh, Pierre's getting it started, but anyhow, tune in today starting at 1030, uh, to three, Pierre will host this whole thing and you call it birthday party. You can get your song request ready 
And don't forget about your your favorite station IDs and all those things because Pierre's got all the all the archived sound bites and oh, so on. That he's going to do it right, yeah, through the year. And uh, and if you have special moments, songs that meant something to you with the radio station in mind, make sure you request those. You know who they didn't trust to do it right? Us. <laughs> <laughs> let's give this one to Pierre. Let's yeah. give this Pierre. I didn't even include it in our freaking birthdays this morning. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is the only mammal naturally capable of true and sustained flight? We will go to Derek for the answer. Hey, Derek. Hey, good morning, you guys rock. Oh! Thank you so much, Derek. All right, what's the only mammal truly capable of true and sustained flight? Is it a bat? It's a bat. <laughs> you got it. All right, hang on, Derek. Got yourself a certificate for a free float from Halcyon Floats. And it's a $79 value. You can give them on the ultimate gift of relaxation with MMR's big freaking deal this week only. You can get a 90-minute float at Halcyon Floats for just $35. And you can help mom float her stress and pains away. Available now at uh, WMMR.com. You, know, you got to hurry up because it ends on Sunday. All right, we're going to start with a very weird story, man. Amanda Bynes yeah. posted to her Instagram stories early Thursday morning saying that her fiancé, Paul Michael, was watching, quote, mom and son porn and that she found a stash of his crack cocaine. But, Kathy... One more. We have audio of both these, by the way, brother. So, Paul, she said, Paul told me he stopped taking his medications. I look at his phone and he was looking up mom and son porn. He vandalized his mom's home. He broke all of her pictures and put salmon under her bed. So... Is His behavior is alarming, and I'm afraid of what he'll do. So let's play some of that audio. Uh, this is, we have two clips. Yeah. Here's the first one. Paul told me that he stopped taking his medications. I looked at his phone, and he was looking at mom and son porn. He vandalized his mom's home. He broke all of her pictures and put salmon under her bed. His behavior is alarming, and I'm afraid of what he'll do. I forgot to mention, I found Paul's stash of crack cocaine. Okay. He's been using it for the past six months. He needs serious help. I kicked him out of my house. Two things. She has some sort of uh, affectation to her delivery. And, she and, ju- it sounds like she's reading. Is, do you yeah. do that for the salmon fairy? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. maybe it was oh, the yeah, salmon yeah, fairy. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, she took it all back. She said yeah. it was... Uh, she, well, that's what I was wondering. She is... She's got she's mental Ill. Yeah, problems. she's mentally ill. So there, there's something, and, and and part of that speech pattern and thing, Steve, I think that's, it. you know. It's like that. It's all. I put a salmon under her butt. I, I think it's all part of her mental illness. I think so as to well. To be honest. Um, so she also alleged that he had relapsed, and you can hear that in the clip. What, uh, what's the other clip? So this she recants that. Retracting. Says, yes. All right, let me read a little bit more. So Michael had posted a since-deleted video to his own Instagram account saying he doesn't know, quote, what the F she's talking about. Right. Uh, TMZ reported that he called the police around 2.30 a.m. Thursday after she posted the video because essentially uh, he was worried about what was going on. About her. Yeah, so here is her retracting the whole thing. Correction. Paul looked up MILFs. Oh, my God. Moms and sons just popped up. Also, I went to CVS, bought a drug test. Paul tested clean. Paul's clean. Also, I had something in my teeth in the last video. I had what? Something in my teeth. In the last video. In the last video. Oh, I had something in, in my teeth, teeth, teeth in the last video. Wow. Oh, and it was it was flounder. It was not salmon. In a uh, statement released to E! News, Bynes said, I thought Paul relapsed, but I was wrong. Paul and I are staying together. I am so sorry for the confusion that I caused. Oh, my God. All this comes a month after her, conserv- her uh, conservatorship was terminated in March. So... 
Man, I feel so sad for this, uh, this I, gal. Yeah. It's you know? not her fault. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, mind you, if she's... If there's a medication that she's supposed to be staying on it and goes off it, then that is. Yeah. But um, ultimately, I'd love to see things work out for her. I'd love to see things work out in this relationship. And yeah. hopefully that will happen. She was such a great talent. I mean, such a natural comedic talent. Oh, my God. She was great. And They were uh, calling her a young Carol Burnett. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's too bad. Hopefully uh, she'll get some help. All right. On to uh, the drama in the courtroom that we've been covering for a little while. On Thursday, Terrence Doherty. The general counsel for the ACLU testified in Johnny Depp's defamation trial against Amber Heard. Heard pledged to donate half of the $7 million she received from her divorce settlement with Depp to the organization. But it appears the Aquaman actress has not paid this pledge in full. A video de- in a video deposition, uh, Doherty said that the organization has received $1.3 million mm-hmm. of the $3 million that was pledged. The organization also believes that 500000 of what was donated in Heard's name came from Elon Musk, whom Heard had dated after she and Depp split up. Heard's donations stopped after 2018 when Doherty said the organization found out that she, quote, was having financial difficulties. Yeah, she's what we call an engine giver. An engine According to Variety... Uh, the ACLU was also involved in helping Heard with conceiving, drafting, and placing the op-ed piece that she wrote for the Washington Post about surviving domestic violence. Doherty testified the op-ed was timed around the release of Aquaman. Uh-huh. Well, he that, said, from yeah. the, the ACLU's perspective, Amber is about to receive an incredible amount of press and be in the public eye, so what better time would it be than now to put out this op-ed so that it generates significant readership about our issues? According to Deb, that is the flash point of all this, everything, yeah. that op-ed. Uh, and Deadline reports that Heard is set to testify as the first defense witness next week. Oh. She could take the stand as early as Monday, so that's when we're going to hear kind of the other side of things and or, uh, you know, it, or it could get really ugly. I, I can't wait. Kathy, is your, is your, uh, is your cousin you said? Yeah, yeah, she had to go back to work this oh, week. So no. She's still following, what? but she's not able to sit and watch it live. Now, there's more. <laughs> Amber uh, apparently took responsibility for the poop in her shared bed with Johnny Depp the night after an explosive fight. One of Depp's security guards had testified in court, adding that she called it, quote, a horrible practical joke. Starling Jenkins, a member of Depp's security team, testified about the feces. Uh, Jenkins testified uh, about the time surrounding Heard's 30th birthday dinner. April 12, 2016, Depp testified earlier in the trial that he was late to the party in the couple's shared Los Angeles penthouse apartment because he was having an in-depth conversation with his business manager about the unexpectedly disastrous state of his finances. He alleged that after the dinner, Heard berated and hit him. <clears throat> Depp left Heard in the apartment while he went to his house in the Hollywood Hills. The next morning, after Heard left on a scheduled trip to Coachella, a housekeeper found fecal matter on Depp's side of the couple's shared bed. Jenkins testified about accompanying Heard on the Coachella trip. Uh, before he heard her sister and a friend of hers left for the music festival, Jenkins fetched Heard's luggage and two dogs. He later had, quote, a conversation pertaining to the surprise she left in the boss's bed. Uh, he testified, uh, in fact, he referred to it as the defecation. <laughs> Heard described it as a horrible practical joke gone wrong. Depp testified earlier in the trial that he didn't speak with Heard until more than a month later following his mother's death. Uh, he said that Heard blamed the poop on her two dogs. An explanation Depp said that he found unpersuasive since they were teacup Yorkies that he estimated weighed about four pounds each. And he said, quote, I lived with those dogs. I picked up their funk. It was not the dogs. Much smaller. 
Yep. Yeah, so, so um, wow. Uh, that's why Amber Turd was trending yesterday on Twitter. Did you see that? Mm. So she had apparently had admitted it to the security guard, and he had testified in that. So. All right. I mean, she's going to have to answer to that. Yes. Understand? That's it. She's going to have to. Is yeah. this indeed the turd, Miss yeah. Heard? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I think she did it. I yeah, think I she think did she it did too. It. And yeah. I also think that there's something psychologically uh, like big time wrong with that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. they had you know they had the psychologist or somebody uh, on on I forget it was a hire Depp's team hired. This woman, but she said that uh, Amber Heard's dealing with a whole bunch of things. Now, as we said yesterday, do you just naturally sort of dismiss that because it's a hired gun for his side of the uh, the case? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, uh, but I, I think ultimately you are dealing with two very effed up people yeah. who should not be together. There you go. And move on. And they and they should have handled this better. Yeah. Uh-huh. They should have. They should have. When it started getting that that uh, when it started getting yeah. weird. Yeah. They should have just said, "What are we doing? Let's this go." Is, this is stupid. Listen, yeah. And bailed. But You're a lunatic. I'm a lunatic. Yeah. Let's call the whole Let's thing off. Let's not crap yeah, in yeah. the bed to right, make yeah. the other one mad. All right. <laughs> the judge in the Black China defamation trial has rejected her request to redo her testimony. China's attorney. Uh, I had more that? lies I wanted to Wait, say. Yeah. You can redo your testimony? I, I want to do that over. Hold on. Take I back. Forgot, yeah. I forgot a lie. <laughs> Take that all back. I want to go again. Steve, I think the judge said in the, the ruling, <laughs> you can't double, triple stamp the <laughs> Right, yeah, right, yeah, Lloyd. So that yeah. was, uh, that's how they ruled and it. They and that's what mo- this sounds like. Do-overs. Do-overs. Yeah. 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 Then they sing Mockingbird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think she deleted her Instagram. Really? Yeah. Why? She was doing so good in court. Well, and the weird thing, Steve, is like she was posting Instagram stories during this whole trial. Like they would come up like while they were on, you know, while she was on the stand and stuff. So I'm sure they were scheduled or whatever. But uh, when whenever Preston goes to the uh, hot off the press Black China story, I try to look up and see if she's posted anything new on Instagram. And it looks like her account doesn't exist. Well, right the now. only sane voice in this whole thing is Tokyo Tony. Oh, so, yeah, is that the mom? That's the mom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were kidding or not. Honestly, <laughs> like that's a real person in this whole thing. That's her mother. Okay, so how did we end up with Black China? Tokyo Tony. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. China's uh, attorney, uh, Lin Siani, argued that China was, quote, triggered by the Kardashians' lawyer during her cross-examination <sighs> last week after he showed her a binder that contained nude photos of herself, which Rob Kardashian had previously linked online. Imagine the attitude of, of her attorney. Uh, yeah, she's innocent. Ziani uh, argued that this left China unable to adequately answer questions. Uh, despite China being visibly shaken and needing to take a break after seeing the photos, Judge Gregory Alicorn uh, did not her uh, did not grant her the ability to redo her testimony. He claimed that the 11-hour testimony she already provided uh, should have been enough to raise issues and concerns. Now, closing arguments also took place yesterday in the defamation trial. In uh, Lenziani's closing argument, she accused the Kardashian-Jenner family of, quote, gaslighting the jury. She said, let's forget that this is a famous family. For a person to claim that his fiance struck him with a metal pole, but there were no marks in his body, no phone calls to police, not even a Band-Aid, that person is not credible, she said. I submit to you. <laughs> and she added, there is no reason that China should not still be on, the t- on TV except for what this family did to her. Oh, there's a plethora of reasons why she shouldn't be on TV. She's Uh, horrible. Meanwhile, Michael Rhodes said in his closing argument that uh, China thought that Robin China was just about her. 
Uh, he said it was about both of them, and it was a bad relationship. It's not necessarily Mr. Kardashian's fault or Ms. White's, or which would be China. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, uh, they didn't work, and there was a point where it became grim, dark, and heavy. So more on that. The good news, her Instagram is still around. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. I was wrong. Thank God. Yes, wow. but it's still there. Okay. Thankfully. Um. Okay. How about this? Let's stay in the, in that in that sphere for a moment. In the legal sphere. No. No. In the in the Jenner sphere. In the Jenner sphere. Uh. So, <laughs> welcome to the Jenner sphere. It's the Jenner sphere. I designed it to travel through space. Okay. <laughs> Life aboard the Jenner sphere is kind of interesting. I have a hydroponic garden, and I'm using dilithium crystals. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, there's an asteroid off of our starboard bow. Load phasers. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Number one, bring me some Earl Grey. Uh, according to in the Jenner sphere, uh, according to E News, listen to this. Chris Jenner shared the latest uh, episode of the Card- on the Kardashians that Travis Barker. Visited her late ex-husband's grave before proposing to Kourtney Kardashian. Jenner told Kim he asked for her hand in marriage uh, at the grave. He he went and did this, huh. and she said, "I was like literally, I want to cry now. I w- it was so sweet and so tender." Oh, dear. he crawls up out of the grave. <laughs> dear God! Oh my! God. I didn't know. <laughs> I was just doing it to look really nice in front of the mother. (laughs) You summon the death! Why did I do that? It starts a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) I was just doing something cute! This is so much for 7 a.m. It's not even 7 a.m. Like, some people are just waking up. I know. Uh, so... Oh, so, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm a little scared. You should be. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the Jenner Sphere comes in and lands and, and starts blasting Lock all the aliens. Lock and fire. <laughs> Saves the Dude, we are yeah. writing yeah. Hollywood gold right yeah. here. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Are you kidding me? Now that the Black China spot yeah. is available. Okay. We have zombies. We have a Kardashian zombie versus zombie apocalypse only yeah. to be rescued by Chris by uh, Caitlyn Jenner who flies in on the Genosphere. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. <sighs> so she said uh, it was so sweet and so tender. And then he said he went to your dad's grave and asked your dad for permission, and I just <laughs> lost it. <laughs> we all lost it. Wow. Okay. Uh, on to something heavier. Okay, for just a moment here. This is really weird, and I had to look this person up because I n- had no idea who Zara uh, Pythian is. Um, she was an actress in Doctor Strange. I don't think she had any speaking roles. Oh, yes. I looked her up as I know the story you're going into, and I looked her up. I didn't recognize her first. Yeah, she's one of the she's one of the, the, the evil people that's with um uh Mads Mickelson's character. Right, right, yeah. Who's trying to, you know, summon Normandu or whatever they're doing. Uh well anyhow, she and she's like um uh she's a badass action gal. Yeah. She's like a, yeah. a martial arts uh, artist and all that stuff. So anyhow. 
Uh, people reports that she and her husband, a guy named Victor Mark, are facing a combined 16 charges of sexual abuse on two teenagers. Ew. One whom alleges that uh, Pythian and Mark sexually abused her between the ages of 13 and 15, starting in 2005. And she said, um, I knew it was wrong, but I just didn't know how to get out of the situation or say anything. Uh, she looked up to uh, Pythian, who was a martial arts instructor at the time, as was Mark. Another woman alleged that Mark sexually abused her from 2002 to 2003, mm-hmm. starting when she was 15. Now, these are just allegations at this point, uh, but it'll be something to keep an eye on because that uh, th- that's really messed up. A husband and wife Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, anyhow, I just wanted to pass that along. All right, this is nicer. Entertainment Tonight reports that Bubby the Vampire Slayer star Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller is beyond flattered that she was Billie Eilish's childhood crush. Oh, um, cool. On Wednesday, Geller shared a screenshot of herself from a recent Q&A that Eilish did, and she captioned the post writing, I'm dead, that's all. I'm not a child anymore, but I totally have a crush on Billie Eilish. Okay, now that's really all. So <laughs> I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, you were a big, big fan of that. Huge fan, and, I, yeah. and again, I keep talking about, uh, you know, Preston, when you love something, and they came out with a pretty solid video game. Uh, that was basically you were, you were you know in that in this world and I I love that as well it was one of my deep I, I was such a prophet for this show but uh, yeah you know I, I know a lot of hardcore fans yep so uh, so Billy Eilish is one of them yeah all right so uh, we'll go with this and then we'll move on to some other things James Corden is starting the process of saying goodbye the talk show host opened up about his decision to depart the Late Late Show in a monologue we have a clip we're going to play here which was uh, released ahead of Thursday's night Thursday night's episode. Uh, the English comedian began by telling his audience that he signed a new contract to carry on hosting the show for the next year. We have that case? Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm happy to announce today that I've signed a new contract to carry on. Hang on. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's really only half the story on this one. Um, the other half is, the sadder news is I've decided to sign for one more year on the show and that this will be, this will be my last year. Hosting the Late Late Show. Aww. Don't you dare. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, we're not leaving today. You know, they have still right. a year to go. They'll do the, the, the slow fade, the Ellen system. Um, and then here's another uh, clip of him. When I started this journey, it was always going to be just that. It was going to be a journey, an adventure. I, I never saw it as my final destination, you know? And I, I never want this show to overstay its welcome in any way. I always want... To love making it, and uh, I really think in a year from now that'll be a good time to to move on and and see what else might be out there. Um, he's, he's a live stage guy. He's, yeah. he, he can do it all. He's yeah. like a like a Nathan Lane kind of you know yes. level. So I, I don't, especially no matter what kind of show you put on in that time slot, you know it's a smaller smaller audience. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I think a lot of like the, uh, the 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 carpool karaoke and all that stuff is. That's passed. Uh, so he began hosting in 2015 after taking over for Craig Ferguson. And Craig didn't do any of that type of no, stuff. No, Craig uh, was a regular, you know, yeah, panel show. Interviewer, yeah, yeah. And he was great, too. So, you know, a lot of different things can work in that time I slot. Wonder, I wonder if they'll go. It's not like Craig Ferguson was, was you know, a, a, an abysmal failure at that time slot. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you had mentioned carpool karaoke, <laughs> Spill Your Gods, Crosswalk Musical, all these things. Lots of celebrity guests. He was known for all of that. Uh, but following his announcement, Corden's fellow late-night star, Stephen Colbert, gave his comrade a sweet send-off on Twitter while joking about his next on-screen job. He said, congratulations, James, on what will be and uh, be eight incredible years at CBS. 1230 won't be the same without you. 
Uh, but looking forward to your exciting adventures as the new Doctor Who, he wrote. <laughs> so, uh, Actually, he'd be a good choice. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, yeah, one last thing. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but uh, Margot Robbie... Uh, is, uh, of course, going to be Barbie in the yes. movie. And they have a little advanced uh, glimpse of the upcoming flick in a first image for the 2023 release. Posted on social media, the Australian actress sports a big, sparkly smile as she grips the wheel of the shocking pink Chevrolet Corvette that she's I, sitting in. I remember how coveted that car was, that yep. Barbie car when it first came out. Uh, fans of the classic doll will be interested to see the Hollywood Studios interpretation and, of course, Barbie's wardrobe. In the first look, Robbie wears a blue and white striped halter neck top. Complemented with a polka dot headband and chunky bead bracelet, her blonde hair sits below the shoulder in relaxed waves. So the question is, is this going to be like a a parody of, is it going to be an extension of what they did in, in Toy Story? Right. With, um, you know, uh, or is it going to be more, I don't know, how would you even do a real approach Man, to You know this? who one of the writers is? Is Noah Baumbach. So, you know, and he's yeah. done, like, some pretty serious, uh, eclectic, weird stuff. He did Marriage Stories, Squid and the Whale. Like, right. He, he's a... He's a I would not put him as the screenwriter for the Barbie movie. <laughs> right. Oh, I um, hope it's good. But yeah, but I'm, I'm sure, Steve, that they're going to bring a, a kind of a different element to it that'll make it interesting. Right. The, the, the obvious is like a satire. You yes. Know, something like that. Yeah. Ryan Gosling will be Ken, and uh, it will also feature the likes of Will Ferrell and America Ferrara. So if you want to get a peek at it, you can find Daniel Day Lewis as Bill the Butcher. Pictures of her. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Friday, that means movies are opening this weekend. We'll tell you what they're all about. <laughs> Opening this weekend are Memory Action Mystery starring Liam Neeson in his uh, 12th to last action movie ever. Uh, Guy Pierce, Mon- yeah. Monica Bellucci as well. Alex Lewis is an expert assassin with a reputation for discreet precision. Caught in a moral quagmire, Alex refuses to compete a completed job that violates his code and must quickly hunt down and kill the people who hired him before they and FBI agent Vincent Sarah find him first. Hour and 54 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide theater release today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 25%. All right. Hatching is another film that is opening. It's the only other one we have on the list, I believe. And it is a horror film. Stars uh, Tina is that, or Tinha. Yeah, I, I, it's a, a sure Spanish film. movie. I'm not sure, yeah. Uh, Sofia Hakaila and Yanni Valianen. A 12-year-old gymnast, uh, Tina, is a uh, desperate is desperate to please her image-obsessed mother, whose popular blog, Lovely Everyday Life, presents her family's idyllic existence as uh, manicured suburban perfection. And one day, after finding a wounded bird in the woods, Tina brings the strange egg home, nestles it in her bed, and nurtures it until it hatches. The creature that emerges becomes her closest friend uh, and living nightmare, plunging Tina beneath the Im- impeccable veneer into twisted reality that her mother refuses to see. Wow. All right, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Hour and 27 minutes long, rated R, limited theater release today, streaming May 17th. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 91%. Whoa. They're raving on this movie, so I'm, I definitely want to see it. Wow, okay. Um, and we are now ready for clips. 
Julia Garner's career has been on a tear, which her, uh, which has given her the opportunity to work with loads of great actors. And in this clip, she explains the specific qualities that she appreciates about the cast of Ozark. Here we go. Since I started working, I've worked with amazing people, and I, I, I feel so lucky. And nice people. You know, it's beyond just working with people that are you know, amazing at their job or whatever, you know, because they could be really mean. Hey, who's the stripper? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The second part of Ozark Season 4 can be streamed on Netflix. Here's our next clip. Prime Video's rotoscope animated sci-fi series Undone is back for another season. In this clip, voice actor Constance Marie explains the valuable life lesson that the viewers can take away from the show. Here we go. The gift of this show is that it teaches you that people aren't just who they are on the surface. They really, each of us has our own damaged, rich, loving history that makes us who we are. So if we're just more compassionate towards each other, I think that is a wonderful way to look. Yeah, yeah, big whoop. No one cares. Undone is streaming on Prime Video, by the way. She, um, as we're looking at the trailer, I think she's, uh, she's the actress in Alita. Alita? Yeah. Uh, the, oh, Battle Angel. Battle Angel. Is okay. that the same girl? Okay. Yes, she kind of looks she the same. She was on, uh, Nick pulled up her IMDb. She was on uh, George Lopez's yes. show. Yeah. Uh, and I was don't, she, was she Alita, Nick? When did that come out, Steve? Uh, about the five years, four years ago. You might be right. I don't see it on here, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. All right. Beautiful woman. Yeah. She uh, has very soulful eyes. She, she was in, in uh, Tortilla Sel- Soup. Yeah, Selena as well. Great movie. Uh, all right. Anyhow, there you go. That's our entertainment report for this morning. Hey, a reminder, we're going to do something cool with Keenan's approaching. It's going to be on the 27th of May. So when you hear a clip that we will play from a moment at one of our Keenan's live broadcasts, be the 27th caller, and you will win a four-pack of passes to cut the line. You won't have to wait in the line, which there's always a big line early in the morning, and you'll get your own table. VIP area will give you a bucket of Coors Light. You'll get a case of Coors Light to take for your beach house, and you will be good to go. We're going to give away, I believe, four of these total leading up between now and when we do the live broadcast. To bypass the line to get your own area that you have control of, that is a massive win. So listen for the clip. You'll know it when you hear it. It could happen at any time during the show. Be the 27th caller after you hear that, and then you will get the the goods. Oh, so, Steve, I did a little investigation. Yes. Constance Marie was not the girl you were looking at when we were watching the oh, trailer okay. of Undone in here. Yes. The girl you were actually looking at is Rose Salazar, who is also in Undone. And is Alita and Alita Battle. It's a win for everyone. Yes. A go. win for you is <laughs> a win for us. And you may win those Keenan's Cut the Line passes. So get ready for that. It's happening at some point. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Kevin Smith's going to be on the show later on. we got more coming up, too. Stay put. Podcasters, would you like to go to Preston and Steve's advanced screening of Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness? On May 4th at the UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m.? Well, go to WMMR.com right now, scroll down to the contest ribbon, and tap the secret contest. There's an entry form there just for you. Good luck, and thanks for listening. As I was sitting here, I'm like, what is that smell? I'm like, is there, is somebody using a burning, a wood-burning kit here or something? And then I realized (laughs) it's this... It's this sign that Kathy brought in 
that a listener made for us. Oh, it's amazing. She has a uh, a laser cutter, yeah. essentially, and she made this wooden Gadzook sign. This thing is so cool. Yeah. And where were you? Who is she? What do you do? You have the information, Kathy? I sure do. Somewhere you can't uh, find it. Okay, so no, I, I do. I have it's it. about it's about two and a half feet long. It is. Uh, it's got a, a black background and it's yellow Gadzooks with some of the coolest font I've ever seen. Like a really cool comic book font. And it really pops because uh, it, it's not just it. It's three dimensional. It, yeah. These these letters pop out. And this would qualify for President Steve Sharts and Crafts, which if you send us your little crafty things, uh, I have a little display that I'm starting to amass right. and, and put together in my office or my area of the office. And uh, But this is I think this is too big and too cool. I want to put this somewhere you know prominent what? in our studios. I think Sharts and Crafts, the museum, is gonna might have to move out into the uh, Acme uh, green yeah, room. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe right? we could do that. that's our green room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a really, really cool sign. Um, yeah. I did find her information. So uh, it is Skyline Laser Company. Uh, she does laser cut signage. She'll do, uh, you know, your, your business logo. She'll do things like this. Um, she has really cool pre-made signs um, as well. But, I, yeah, I looked at her stuff, awesome. and, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I want to know, sad bro. I'm impressed. I want all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm t- the stuff that she had, uh, so I, I, I met her at um, Mainline today, Ladies Night Out. They had an event uh, in Newtown Square, and, um, yeah, I looked, her, she had a table there, and I looked through all of her stuff, and okay. it really is Cool. So okay. we we have a, we have a nickname for our backyard, right? You know, so I have, I have oh, a swimming yeah. pool, and so we we we'd want it. Let's let's give it a name. You know, yeah. just like a resort yeah. name. Oh. So we call it Mondo Falls. Oh, you got to get. I need a sign, you need right? A sign I'm gonna have Mondo to. I, I, I'm gonna reach out to her and see if I can commission that. Maybe. Here's what yeah. we need to do, though, Preston. The size of that Gadzook sign. Yeah. We should all have our names on chains around our necks and wear it. <laughs> all right. Some red size. Like Flavor Flav. And yeah. you are? I love oh, that. Steve. It says yeah. it right here. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so she, just real quick, she's SkylineLaserCo.com. Uh, she's also Skyline Laser on Facebook and Instagram. And then she has an Etsy account if you want to look her up. Skyline right, it's Laser. amazing work. It's, that's How, expensive. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, we're looking at it, but, uh, you know, and rightfully so, because it's really well done. How much does, like, a laser cutter cost? Because, like, people are doing this these things more and more from, like, you know, it's like a side hustle, you no, know, with, not, like, not the like, cricket machines and stuff like yeah. that. No, this is, this is way different. This okay. is much more professionally done than a cricket machine. I, I saw someone who had one, a, uh, a friend of a friend or something, had a, like, a, a company that makes, like, cabinets and things like that. Mm. It had a laser cutter thing. Casey was, like... It's like the size of this console. Oh. It's really, really big. The one that I saw was anyway, so. Here's one for eight grand, Case. Oh, I'll yeah. get that one. So there you go. <laughs> um, you know what? I need to do a, f- a few shard outs, guys, and then we have uh, some stuff to discuss. But if I, I'm, I'm starting to get backed up. My shards All are right. backing up, right. and that's not healthy. You want to do that yeah. now? Uh, yeah, I'll do I'm, I'm going to try to spread them out, uh, but I'll start with this one. Um, Smear and them around like Amber Heard. This says, oh my God. Uh, it says, uh, your Monday to Friday intern shares the same birthday as WMMR, so I was wondering if you could do a birthday shout out to intern Aaron Cardi. Hey. It's her 23rd birthday today. Uh, to quote Blink 182's What's My Age Again? Nobody Likes You When You're 23, a song which just so happened to be released in 1999, 23 years ago. Uh, best regards, and that is from uh, Jeff Cardi. So, Aaron. Happy birthday to you, and thank you for helping us out so much. We really appreciate that. We might actually be getting interns back in the studio. That'd be nice. That seems nice. Uh, here's another one that says, hey, my fiancé, Mike's birthday is on 421. I missed this one. Oh. Sorry, guys. 
And I was hoping that you could give him a shard out and wish him a happy 36th birthday. Mike grew up in Conshohocken. He's been listening to your show since his college days. I'm from Los Angeles and had absolutely no clue who you guys were until he had me listen a few years back when we first started dating. Fast forward today, you guys have very much become integrated in our lives. Even though we now live in Joshua Tree, California, Mike never misses your show via podcast. You guys are a part of every car ride. Your voices echo in the house as he does his chores. He even listens to you guys on loud volume when he is pooping because it adds a sound buffer. It would totally make his birthday if you could give him a shout out. Thanks for your time and appreciate all that you do for everyone. Nothing makes me happier than hearing Mike randomly burst into laughter as we listen together to your show. Thank you. And that is from Cat. So here's a chart. Uh, then here is another one. Oh, th- you guys are going to love this. <laughs> my name is Kate. I've been listening to you and Steve for as long as I can remember because my mom, Marianne, is such a huge fan uh, that you were always on in the car in the mornings. This has carried over into my adult life, and I now listen to you guys every morning on my commute to work. My mom signed my sister and I up for a painfully singles mixer that took place at Penguin's Pub in Warminster on September 3rd, 2009. I remember that one, too. Me, too. Uh, She said, I went kicking and screaming because it's just not my thing. But I ended up meeting my now husband, Mike. Hey! On our one-year anniversary, he actually went to the studio, and you guys recorded a two- to three-minute-long special message for me, which he included in a mixed CD for me. <laughs> we ended up getting married on September 2000, in September 2014. After 12 and a half years together, we are now expecting our first child. I was induced yesterday and have been in labor for over 24 hours oh at this God. point, waiting for our little man to enter this world. And I was wondering if you could send us a shout-out to welcome Kieran Liam Weiser. And I'm going to have my mom pay attention to your show and see if she can record it for us. If not, no big deal. I just figured that I would reach out. Uh, thank you uh, f- for all that you and the morning show do. You all make my commute to work memorable and start my day off with a smile. Thanks again. And that is from Kate. So it's Caitlin McQuaid. And here you go. Another mixer baby that is That's happened. crazy. I remember that mixer because uh, it was the night of my fantasy football draft, and I had to, like, jump out to the parking lot many times. I remember that, too. Well, because your husband, I think, was there, and he was helping me, and the big joke was Ronnie Brown was a running back that I had to take, and I was like, and I, I ended up like not winning that year. But that's that's the big takeaway that I remember about. Well, I Penguins remember Pub. at that one, I think I I punched Nick <laughs> just yeah. in the arm. We were on stage for whatever reason. I don't know why. It hurt. And I think I, <laughs> and I, think I dropped a beer and broke it or yeah. done something. It was. And I remember we did a lipstick contest. I, that was a. That was a good one. That wasn't the, the mother son. No, that was Coastline. That was Coastline in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember the canine unit was in the parking lot. What? They, at Penguins? Uh-huh. Okay. They, they brought the dogs over. I, th- I don't think it was like to watch out. I think they were just coming to say hi. To say hi? Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. We've gotten a lot of emails over the years from that particular one. I don't know why. So we need to do, like, as we're talking about doing targeted um, type uh, mixers so that we can get, you know, various age ranges and stuff like that. And I think, um, listen, we, there are a lot yeah. of people walking around the earth right now, at least a, a fair chunk of them who were conceived at our mixers. Yep. And by the way, Marissa wanted me to point out, if you ever need audio of something, uh, like if we do a shout out, a mention or whatever, you can find it on our podcast or our live stream on YouTube. It's there Excellent. all the time, so you can always grab that. Um, and also, make sure you're listening for a sound clip from something that happened at Keenan's over the years, because we'll give away a four-pack of tickets, VIP cut the line, and a special VIP table uh, when you hear the clip, whatever it may be, at some point during the show, be the 27th caller. You'll be able to join us. You'll know it. On May 27th for that event. All right, junk drawer. Got to clean it out because... 
We're going into the weekend. I got some stories I don't want you to miss out on. So let me dig in here and see what we can find. Oh, yeah, this one. Kathy sent me this one. Lego has announced two new additions, all right? And this is something you could get mom for Mother's Day. An orchid and a set of succulents. (laughs) Made out of Legos? They've made it to its botanicals collection of artificial florals that you build build instead of grow. It looks so cool. That's cute. Do they look good? Yeah, yeah, they look really cute. Yeah. Uh, the first one is a 608-piece, 15-inch high orchid that features six large flowers and two smaller newly opened buds with the bloom cool. potted inside a blue fluted vase. That one, we're looking at a picture. That one in the middle is amazing. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, that, I think that's... The, yeah, it's the, that's the orchid. The orchid, yeah. That's uh, unbelievable. So that does not look like pieces. Legos at all. Yeah. Uh, the lead designer, uh, Michael Sackey, said a challenge with this set was creating a cylindrical pot from Lego elements that would be fun to build, but also beautiful to look at. They've definitely bucked the Lego trend with these pieces, though. Uh, the second set features a 771-piece arrangement Jeez. of nine succulent varieties. Nine? Including a couple of cacti and what looks to be aloe. What's funny nine. is you guys are, like, gasping at the, uh, at the pieces. That, like, that's... That's not even. That's not even that much. You know, like six hundred, seven hundred pieces. Right, right. Like in comp- what oh, Lego yeah. puts out there, like that's pretty standard. Which one has the most pieces? Is it the Death Star? Is it the Titanic? No. Is it, it the? It is a. It's a map, I believe. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, reading that story that mm. there is a there, there's a map of the world or something like that that has more pieces than any other, if I recall correctly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we have we have loads of Legos that that we put together sets. I've got a whole section in our uh, kind of dining room area that we have them set up. They're really cool, and they're a lot of fun to make, so we we, t- we kind of turn them into a family activity. We'll sit down and work on them. Right. Um, so would your wife appreciate this for Mother's yeah, Day? Yeah, I okay. think so. They're not uh, that expensive either, because sometimes Legos get really pricey, yeah. and these ones are only 50 bucks each. The, wow. Uh, well, that's not bad. The succulents and the orchids. And uh, Preston, you were right, by the way. It is the world map. It's 11,000 pieces. Oh, my God. 11,000 okay. pieces. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Mother's Day, real quick, I, I'm my wife is for the first time, I think, ever actually asked for something specific for Mother's Day. Oh, good for you. Is and it a Lego thing? It is not a Lego thing, but it is a Mother's Day thing, so we're just kind of an offshoot here. But, like, it was uh, one of those, um, you know, Nike releases shoes, and you have to get, like, try and get on the list Oh, so I hope you got on the list. I could no, they, it's impossible. I don't know how that. Ha- I, I, you know, like you have to, you have to have some sort of an in when they release these right. uh, these things because you know nobody I ever I, I know ever gets Just randomly in gets in. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be some sort of way that people are able to scam their way in. But so you're left. She wants this and you can't get it. Well, yeah, I do can you want to put the clarion call out. Well, I can get it, but she's not going to appreciate me spending two hundred dollars on a pair of shoes or sneakers or whatever. You know, like <sighs> or would she? Maybe she would. Yeah. yeah, clarion call. I'm looking for the Polaroid. <laughs> Those low top Polaroids. All right. Nine. All right, so you need help? I need help. Okay. I All need right. help. Contact you admit Casey. you have help, that's that's a good step. In yeah. the meantime, you can also... Uh, well, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You you it? switched gears. Yeah. I did not. Put it back um, where you found it. <laughs> so the orchid and succulents join the wide collection of Lego botanicals such as tulips, roses, sunflowers, bird of paradise, and even bonsai. Huh. Uh, the new set are priced at, oh, 50 bucks. That, for Lego... It's pretty damn cheap. Okay, I asked the question about the most pieces. What is currently the most expensive Lego set? 
Good question. Mm. You know, Don't I was very know. impressed with that Titanic that they released about two years ago. Me too. Because it had like a, a cross section where you could see the inner workings of the ship. We have a big one in the box that we have not used yet. It is uh, Diagon Alley from, oh, uh, yeah, from awesome. Harry Potter. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a biggie. So we're going to have to eventually crack that open and get to it. So, How many pieces were in the Saturn V? It wasn't a Lego, but it was, it was a, like a large. We replica. have that. Right. Yeah, we made it. But I don't I, remember. But I mean, the one that I that I gave you. Oh, how many pieces? Yeah, was it not that many? Oh, really? It was actually in large pieces, oh. but figuring out how to put them together. Okay, uh, was kind of hard to do. So um, we're looking at Nick is trying to pull up the most expensive ones. Uh, there's some that are over seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, That's so insane. fifty bucks is a steal. Yeah. Do they have Lego edibles? Uh, not that <laughs> I know of. Um, okay. No, never it's, mind. It's this up. person just hung up. All right, let's move on to something else. Another story that Kathy sent oh, me. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> she is the uh, uh, the, the story nurse, the junk drawer uh, and influencer. Shared what it's like to fly for oh seven goodness. hours first class on an Emirates flight, one of the best first class options available. This is a guy named Will Luxury Travel, Will.Luxury Travel on Instagram. So, what he does is he goes out and kind of reviews luxury travel. What a great gig! Uh, right? Oh my God. It's sensational. So, I assume, I assume does he pay for it or are they comping him? I, I would imagine along the way he's got to get some assistance. So, He's been on a $75 million Gulfstream, a private jet, and a hot air balloon, to name a few forms of luxury transportation. But his most recent Instagram upload highlights some of the crazier, more over-the-top amenities included in an Emirates first-class ticket. For this flight, Will traveled seven hours from Bangkok to Dubai. A one-way ticket for this trip is two to $3,000, which is actually a little cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. The price of this was cheaper than what I thought it was going to yeah. be. I mean, it's not cheap, but... So well, he said, and for those who have ever, you know, looked into uh, first-class tickets, you're, it's sticker shock. It's unbelievable how much more expensive it is than business or coach. Dramatically so. So uh, the he he said, uh, as, he narrat- as he's narrating the video... I have my own private seat, which has auto-closed doors. And he said, the best, though, is having my own shower. (laughs) Currently, the only way to shower is at 40,000 feet. You get your own private shower. So, a quick question. We are big fans of Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. And they have... Like uh, cabins, yes, uh, and and I don't know what airline they're on, but that's what I want to. Yeah, I want to try is... that one because this actually, this looks less than that. It, well, yeah. this is like a little, so it's like a little cubby. You go yeah. in it, you can sit. It's a seat, and then you can close the doors, make it a bed. You can sleep if you'd like, and then you go and take a shower. If that's you want. awesome. Yeah, the one Steve, maybe that was Singapore Airlines. I'm not really sure. Might be, but it was. It looked sensational. So, in addition to having the private suite with enough space to comfortably sleep for the entirety of the trip, you can also take the shower if you want to. Uh, and apparently, it has good water pressure. Uh, and even with that water pressure, <laughs> Will mentioned in a comment that this wasn't his favorite first class experience. In response to someone who asked him to pick one without worrying about money, he said that uh, Emirates Game Changer on the Boeing 777 is the best. Now, I don't know what all that includes. Oh, he said the first class setup includes pajamas, Bulgari skin care, and personal temperature and lighting controls. Mm-hmm. So if, you, uh, if you've if got the means, 
then have at it and have a shower. Gucci makes your vomit bag. Wow. Yeah. Man. Have you ever seen the hacks for some of these things where you can, there there are ways to get these incredibly expensive things and you, that you have to like game the system, but you can get, the, the article that I pulled up was one of these Emirates flights, uh, Preston, was $60,000 and you can find mm. ways to, uh, $60,000. 60? For one person. That's first oh my class. God. But you can find ways to do it for things that are actually affordable, like 1000 or $2,000. And so, it's, it, I don't know what these travel hacks are. I just know that they exist. The only hacks that I've seen for really <clears throat> that, that the recommendations that I've seen about getting bumped up uh, is to two things: you show up early, and you go to the directly to the check-in gate. Not well, maybe it's the ticketing or the gate, but anyhow, you essentially ask them the date of the flight. Right. As you get there as early as you can and say, "Are there any cancellations?" Yeah, but like, and I've, sometimes you can get it cheap, but it's I've it's tried rare. that. And they're like, it's just rare. But they're like, yeah, do you have any free sixty thousand dollars tickets? You have to pay for it. Yeah, really? like I've I've tried that before. It's, I've, it's, I've, it's never worked for me. I've started looking into like summer uh, possible yeah. summer travel plans. Uh, flight prices right now are way high. They're much higher. Than, and you just flew this weekend. I Casey. had to fly Frontier because um, everything else was uh, yeah. you know just to go to Florida it was like a thousand bucks. What's what are the showers like on? Frontier. <laughs> well, they're, they're golden. Yeah. Same as Jet Blue. They're golden showers. You do have to go outside yeah. and showers. They're outdoor showers on Frontier. But uh, I also heard that uh, if you book a flight on a Tuesday for whatever reason, that's the cheapest day of the week. Yeah, I've okay. done that too. Yeah, nothing. Work. All right, then forget it. If you're taking regular flights, I did read one that um, start bribing the uh, the ticket agents. I can do that. Uh, which which is not a blatant bribe, but like, uh, hey, I got I stopped by. Uh, uh, I got an extra donut here. I got yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> I thought you guys would like oh, them. Yeah. You know, do you like Dunkin'? Throw it out that way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, just some kind of a token. Yeah. Uh, can go a long way. Okay, so. I made you some uh, uh, taco dip. <laughs> <laughs> Seven layers. Seven la- Ooh. <laughs> All right, let me see what else we got here. Uh, so, uh, okay, I found this kind of interesting. A fresh examination of meteorites that landed in the United States, Canada, and Australia is bolstering the notion that early in Earth's history, such objects may have delivered chemical ingredients vital for the advent of life. Huh. Did Kathy send you this as well? <laughs> she did, yes. There's another Kathy story. <laughs> Scientists have previously detected on the meteorites uh, three of the five chemical components needed to form DNA. The molecule that carries genetic instructions for living organisms and RNA, the molecule, the molecule crucial for controlling the actions of genes. Did you ever see Prometheus? I did, yes. Right. So at yeah. the beginning of that, they have something that's sort of like this. Yeah. They bring chemicals into our system, a genetic code. To kickstart That starts, yeah. Yeah. Prometheus, that's where we got, I like it. I, I like, like it, that, that sound. sound. Yeah. I like it, that sound. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it that a lot. <laughs> Researchers said on Tuesday they have now identified the final two after fine-tuning the way they analyzed the meteorites. Unlike the previous work, the methods used this time were more sensitive and did not use strong acids or hot liquid to extract the five components known as nucleobases. Because you hurt them. Uh, nucleobases are nitrogen-containing compounds crucial in forming DNA's characteristic double helix structure. Without diving too much into all of this jargon, uh, they found what they said are the building blocks in these meteorites um, and that uh, it very well could be that that's how life started on Earth. Well, yeah, I, it's it's fascinating. Also, we stop, stop and think about that everything in the universe has a core similarity to it, which is kind of amazing. But for for these things to travel through space, I also think of the movie The Andromeda Strain. You know, where where an out a, a, a microbe from outer space, you know. Uh, causes this big issue on Earth, but yeah, wh- why not? All these things traveling from other areas, yeah, yeah. making what 
what we now know here is uh, is fascinating. I'd, I'd love to see what they eventually find out with all this. It's a it's like a soup, you know. Yeah. There's these ingredients yeah. that uh, that come together, and and that's why Bill hates soup. Soup. <laughs> soup. <laughs> Celestial uh, soup. No. <laughs> Bill, what's wrong? <laughs> It's all a dream. <laughs> Dreaming about soup again. God, you poor man. Uh, side note, uh, the last two days driving into work in the morning, uh, you know, the sun is just starting to come up, and uh, you can see Jupiter and Venus uh, in the eastern Ooh. sky. And and so they're they're low on the horizon, but um, if you get up tomorrow morning, Kathy, uh, get up early because you can what? see it. Yeah, uh, Jupiter is a planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's a the, the gas giant. But Did, you can see Jupiter and Venus in the eastern sky. The, the moon this week was like yeah. that sliver. Yeah. It was really pretty a couple days ago. Kathy likes things if you can see yeah. them. Yeah. 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 She's on board, if you can yep. see them, so I think she's, uh, that's not too far out of the scope that she would enjoy that. All right, uh, another thing, and then we're probably going to have to take a break. Uh, this is an interesting observation. I don't know uh, who this author is that, were, that wrote this, but the title is, The What to Expect When You're Expecting Woman Keeps Getting Hotter. Meaning the woman on the cover of that book. <laughs> really? So that's it, such a, that's a staple, right? In oh, yeah. the article, it says she started as a homely housewife in a rocking chair and morphed into a bona fide super babe, okay. which begs the question: Who's asking for a hotter pregnancy mascot? When the first edition of America's best-selling pregnancy book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, was published in 1984, it featured a dainty illustration of an expectant mother on the cover. Looking out at the reader, she's sitting in a rocking chair with a basket of flowers at her feet. Her wavy auburn hair is cropped and layered, and she's wearing a floaty pink dress and a pair of purple ballet pumps. In one hand, she holds a book, while the other rests gently on her pregnant stomach. By 2016, however, this homely-looking country wife had been replaced by a real-life woman, and as one Twitter user pointed out, she appears to have been yassified. <laughs> Our fifth edition soon-to-be mother has porcelain skin, silky long hair. Her makeup is subtle but impeccable. Plump rose lips, neatly filled in eyebrows, and smoky eyes. And her features are Insta- Instagram filter perfect. My nipples are so sensitive. <laughs> 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 She's wearing black uh, skinny jeans and a purple long sleeve top that perfectly accentuates her voluptuous pregnancy boobs. <laughs> Uh, it says she's glam and glowing. She also is ready to tackle all the important current lifestyle trends, including juice bars, raw diets, e-cigarettes, and baby bump posts. Cigarettes, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I've always so the book that uh, the, the classic one, the illustration, is the one that I've always thought was this the standard. I didn't realize they were changing yeah. the models on the cover. The yeah. thing about this book is it's actually kind of a, it's a terrifying book to read for oh, anybody. Yeah. 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 I've had so many people, so many of my friends say, to like give yeah. you know advice to other pregnant women. Don't, don't read get it. it. No, don't read kind of... it. Just go into it. Do what the doctor tells you, and don't read all of this. Yeah, I always re- anything like that. It's like when people hop on WebMD case and yeah. try. Don't do that. Yeah, this is a hey, whatever can go wrong will yeah. go yeah, wrong yeah. type of book. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a warning yeah. of, of things that can happen. And if you'd rather not know that stuff, it may, <laughs> you may be better off, you know. Uh, so anyhow, it says that she isn't the first hot cover star of the What to Expect When You're Expecting series, though. Uh, the book's 2008 fourth edition, Expectant Mother, is also wearing a boob-accentuating long-sleeve top and has been airbrushed so much that she almost looks like a drawing of herself. This transformation begs the question, who is asking for a hotter pregnant woman on the cover of this book. So, I uh, thought it was kind of interesting. That is funny. 
and maybe an observation that you will uh, also notice. All right, that's it. Oh, well, we got to stay on time in order to get the concert cash underway, right? Yeah. All right, so that's what we'll do. Uh, I have more stuff. Maybe we'll get to it another time. We'll take a quick break. Come back in a second. The Bizarre File is on the way, as is the aforementioned concert cash. Don't miss it. We'll be back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, here's your concert gag keyword. The word is everyone. All right, E V E R Y O N E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it the special contest short code number. That's 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry will win $500 in our company-wide contest, and all MMR receive, winners receive two free tickets to the MMR. Winners get a call from Beasley, our company, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is brought to you by AAA Distributor. Again, that word for concert cash is everyone, E-B-E-R-Y-O-N-E. Good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, we'll start with a tragedy in the Bizarre File, and then we'll move on to some other things. But uh, 11 people were electrocuted to death. whoa. When their truck, decorated as a temple chariot, touched an overhead electric power transmission line oh. uh, during a Hindu festival procession in southern India. Jeez. Uh, two children were among the dead. That's horrible. The truck, crowded with devotees, caught on fire from the electric spark. Uh, it was a nine-foot-tall truck, oh. and at least 11 other people were injured, some when they fell from the truck. Uh, the deaths occurred Wednesday when the Temple Chariot procession was underway. That's horrible. That's, all right, we, we need lighter stuff than that. All right, um, like in many countries, every once in a while, the government sees fit to send out a bit of cash to Japanese households during the COVID-19 pandemic in an effort to keep the economy moving. Earlier this month, this was the case in the town of Abu. Uh, and in this small town of about 3,000 people, 463 households applied for the payment of 100,000 yen, which is about $780. Right. However, 462 of those households never received their money because it all went to one single person's bank account. Oh, oh yeah, one God. job. One job. So instead of sending it to all those people in the yeah. town, it just oh, wow. went to one person. According to town officials, a staff member made a technical error in the system when processing applications, which caused all 46.3 million yen to go to the same uh-huh. bank account. <laughs> Officials contacted the home of the recipient, but by the time they got in touch, the person said that all the funds had been transferred to an account at another financial institution. Of course. It is unclear exactly what that meant. The person explained that the money was not used to repay debt, 
but he uh, gave few other clues as to where it went. They simply told officials, it cannot be undone anymore. I will not run. I will not pay for my crime. Oh, uh, the mayor, uh, Nirahiko Hanada, issued a public apology, and the town set a, sent another wave of 100,000 yen payments to each of the 463 households, including the one that had previously received the 46.3 million yen. So everything's going very smoothly. <laughs> very smoothly, <laughs> yep. Small kids can do a lot of financial damage with phones. Mark Franks of Green, Ohio, says that he had just finished some work in the early morning when his father called to ask if he had ordered any Starbucks to be delivered. Franks said no, and that's when the family realized that Frank's four-year-old nephew had used the Uber Eats app on his grandmother Virginia's phone to order $230 worth of food and drinks from Starbucks and Dunkin'. Uh, The order included four venti iced caramel macchiatos, eight orders of bacon and gruyere egg bites. Oh, my God. And one blue cake pop. He also ordered two iced hot coffees or uh, two iced hot chocolates from Duncan. Uh, Frank said that they explained to the toddler why it was not okay. But it was hard to keep a straight face as he had the blue cake pop remnants around his mouth when they were telling him this. Oh, Oh my God. More and more of these stories pop up. Too funny. All right, here's a story out of Michigan. Oak Park High School is closed for the rest of the week after several adult men forced their way into the building Tuesday afternoon. This is a high school. So around 3 p.m. Tuesday, 8 to 10 adult men pushed past school security into the building and began fighting with security staff and students. The suspects fled the scene and have not been apprehended, and only one of the suspects has been identified. The district is conducting an internal investigation, including eyewitness interviews and reviewing surveillance video and social media posts. Officials believe the incident may have been triggered by an altercation that took place off school property over the weekend. But other than that, they're not really sure why they stormed the high school. Guys want to go beat up some high schoolers? Right. Police say a man is recovering after he was attacked outside of his home by a squirrel. Uh-huh. Again. The second squirrel story second this squirrel week. squirrel story. Police say a 911 caller stated that a 78-year-old elderly man was actively being attacked by a squirrel who was eating his hand. Oh, oh God. Go ahead, Grandpa. Make you move. Uh, the man was attempting to choke the squirrel but was unable to obtain a good grip. You think you're going to get me, you son of a bitch? Uh, when first responders arrived, they found that the man was still being eaten by the squirrel. Oh. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of guy to eat for one squirrel. Yep. <laughs> with the help of first responders, the squirrel was killed and the elderly man hospitalized with what uh, police called pretty significant injuries. Squirrel bites. Experts say Sound that... Sound delicious, don't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you going to finish your squirrel bites? <laughs> uh, experts say that it's uh, very rare for squirrels to attack people, but it has been known to happen, and they said a diseased squirrel may be more likely to show aggressive or hostile behavior towards human beings. However, when a squirrel does attack, it is not always possible to determine why. A lot of people don't know that it is not uncommon for squirrels to take down Kodiak bears. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. All right, here's a story that's uh, reminiscent of something that happened here in Philadelphia last week. But this is in Colorado. A tiny piece of radioactive equipment fell off of a truck late Wednesday morning. (laughs) Snarling traffic. The situation started when a truck carrying a density gauge lost the equipment. And uh, because the gauge does have a small amount of radioactivity, a hazmat team responded as a precaution. (laughs) Oh, man. Dude. He's in Colorado now. Yeah, that same guy found this one, too. I'm his brother. You're his brother? (laughs) 
What are the chances? <laughs> right? The crazy world. <laughs> it's a crazy world we live in. Uh, the, due to the hazmat activity, I-25 was closed at one point in both directions. The concern was over a small pellet that was part of a density gauge. The pellet has cesium in it. That's the same stuff that was in yes. the thing here in Philly. You are my density. The gauge... <laughs> The gauge is normally used by construction crews to determine the density of a roadway. Fire department explained that uh, a Geiger counter was used to locate the pellet. Hey, maybe it's um, time to stop losing these things. Uh, officials with the fire department and hazmat teams were exposed to a tiny amount of radiation, but there's, there's, a there's just a tiny bit. They <laughs> said there's no reason to be alerted. All right, and there you go. That's it for the bizarre file. I, I, I freak right out. Now. Any any kind of radiation thing like that. Yet I want to go to Pripyat and and, yeah. and go see the Chernobyl stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, I would like to give some away. We have a pair of tickets to see the next chapter in the Wizarding World series, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, which is now in theaters, plus two tickets to experience the original film that started it all. As the Philadelphia Orchestra performs Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone live in concert while the full movie plays on the big screen Saturday, July 23rd at the Man. So cool. we're going to give you both. You get to go see Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore, and then you get to go to the Man and see uh, this play alone that they will do, and that's in July. Uh, so we'll take callers number uh, 11 and 12, and we will give you some tickets. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We are happy to do that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget Kevin Smith. We're on 9 o'clock joining us this morning. Stay with us. We'll be right back. is almost here featuring disturbed the pretty reckless living color and maybe you Oh, that's right. This year, we debut the Preston and Steve Side Stage. Live band karaoke with Sidearm. Plus, our friends Froggy are going to be playing live. And it's the return of the Jackie Bam Bam Party Deck. Want to sing on the Preston and Steve Stage? Get audition songs and details at WMMR.com. Then submit your video on social media using hashtag MMRBQ. Also, we're excited to announce our limited time 420 ticket offer. Four lawn tickets at 20 bucks each. MMRBQ 2022, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Presented by NJM Insurance Group. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. And sponsored by Pro Team Collision. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Typical kitchen and bath dealers can make you... We just played this clip a moment ago. It's going down the middle! (laughs) (laughs) So that was from Keenan's, obviously... We were looking for caller number 27. It's Chris, everybody. Hey! Hey! Look what I get to do, Daddy. Look what you get to do, dude. We are going to set you up at Keenan's Irish Pub on the 27th. No waiting in line. And we're going to have a special VIP area for you to hang out. It's essentially, it's a it's a booth that you'll get. But that is like prime real oh estate. Oh, my God, yeah. I Keenan's. know it. Excellent. Have you been there before? I have not. Some about working and stuff, I don't know. But no, I'm definitely will be down there this year for sure. Excellent. I love it, man. You got three friends you can bring along? Absolutely. Excellent, right. buddy. Where are you from, Chris? Havertown. Havertown, PA. Delco! Delco! <laughs> All right, buddy. We will see you there on the 27th, all right? Can't wait, guys. Thanks so much. You bet. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Take care of all that. So here's uh, an extended um, bit of that clip. It was when we were doing 
I think, what did we call it? It, was, uh, it wasn't the Wheel of Haircuts. It oh, was Rock, Rock Paper Clippers. Clippers? Yes. Okay. Rock yeah, Paper yeah. Clippers. And you had to play Rock Paper Scissors. And if you <laughs> lost, we gave you a really bad haircut. Right. And so here was a, a, an extension of that clip. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, Eric. <laughs> Eric gets it back. Cool oh, look. Man, here going. we go. <laughs> oh, if I recall, I think that the the person who won got to shave the other person's head. I think yep. so. And they so went back Eric and forth. took it and went right down the middle. What's that, Nick? They went back and forth, and uh, Eric ended up winning. I, I watched a whole bunch of these videos, which, by the way, are, are available <laughs> as Daily Rushes. They are hilarious. It was a lot of fun to watch and go back. And But he won a trip to Los Angeles. They played the rock, paper, scissors. We called it rock, paper, clippers. Yep. Uh, back and forth. And, but it, it came down. It was a tie. And so it came down to the final throw, and he won, and he got to go to L.A., and then he <laughs> went right down the middle of the poor girl's head. And she, he had really long hair. She had this cool, blonde, kind of spiky, punky uh, do, which she definitely, you could tell, took very good care of her hair. Uh-huh. She had a lot of product in her hair, too, so it was difficult for him to get the clippers <laughs> through her hair. Uh, and he had a date that night, a blind uh, date. He had never met her before. Uh, right. He had never met her before. No. Yeah. Uh, but he no. went a trip to L.A. She, the, the Erica, the, uh, the female contestant, shaved off like half of his mustache at one point. So if you've never been to Keenan's before, this is the type of stuff that happens. And I would really love funny. to hear a follow-up from that guy and how that, that blind date, date ended yeah. up going. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll find that out. But, By the uh, way, you're wearing a uh, Notices shirt in yeah. this week. You oh, still have that? I have it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a bunch of, like, listener-made uh, Preston and Steve-centric shirts that I have to start breaking out again. But I've, I've got, like, uh, uh, Voltar. I've got uh, River Valley Vocal Band. I've got Preston's uh, uh, Vasectomy. I keep all those. They're they're great. It's great. So, I love that. Uh, by the way, uh, we will do this again. Um, your chance to win the cut the line passes and the VIP table. Um, all you have to do. We're doing an online version, so we're doing this on Fridays. We're going to give away these mm-hmm. leading up to Keenan's. But there's also a chance for you to win uh, via. Uh, the event page at WMMR.com, and you upload a photo from one of our previous events, and we're going to choose a winner that way. So, by the way, not only are we giving uh, Chris the VIP spot and the cut the line, we're going to give his uh, table a bucket of Coors Light and a case of Coors Light for the beach house. Uh, so you are good to go, my friend. It's going to be Friday, May 27th, so we will do that again. <laughs> um, real quick, I-, I told you I'm backed up on my shorts. Oh! Uh, let me mention a couple more quickies, and then we'll move on to uh, chit-chatting a bit. Uh, this is, uh, I, I, I missed this. It was supposed to be on the 25th. It says, good morning at Presbo. Uh, my good friend and neighbor Hector has a birthday coming up April 25th. He's an awesome husband to his wife, Ange, and father to his two boys, Sebastian and Jasper. Also the most helpful neighbor uh, to this single mama navigating new home ownership. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't even know that air filters needed to be replaced. Uh-huh. Uh, he would love a nice, juicy shout-out for his 35th. Love you guys. You rock. That is from uh, Kristen Ryan Logan. So here you go. That is a shout-out for him. Uh, then there's, I thought this was really, really nice. Um, I'm doing the, I'm hosting the tape step, take steps walk for the, uh, CCF, uh, the Crohn's colitis foundation coming up on, um, June 12th and you can get registered to the details at WMR.com. And I got this email that says, Hey, it's Robert Haldman. Uh, we met at the 2019 take steps walk. I was on team WMMR. I suffer from ultra ulcerative colitis. And after hearing Tape Steps is back live again this year, I'm planning on joining for the walk. Uh, my wife and I are foster parents, 
And a month after the walk in 2019, we took in a baby that is handicapped with a genesis a of the Corpus Callosum or ACC. Um, last uh, April 30th, my wife and I were blessed to be able to adopt him. Aww. So it will be a year on Saturday, April 30th. And wanted to shout out to celebrate. And he sent me a picture of this just adorable little kid. So I'm so happy with them. He said, hopefully by the end of the summer, we'll be able to adopt our foster daughter that we currently oh, wow. have. And we will be able to meet them at, or you will be able to meet them at the walk. Uh, love the show. Say hi to everyone for me. We listen all the time. That is from Robert Haldeman. So here's a shout out. I remember meeting and walking with Robert and he was telling me about uh, the foster kid program that he was in and everything. So just good. A, just a wonderful human being. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really, really happy for them. And hopefully you can join us and meet people like Robert at that event coming up on June 12th. And there's another one that says, hey, I am, um, I'm in uh, Kara Liam New Year's Brigade. This is a mummers group. Uh, and this Saturday, April 30th, we are inducting one of our members into the Wench Association Hall of Fame. Yeah. If you could please send a shout out to Billy Conway for his 10 years of service as captain of Kara Li- Liam. I'm, I hope I'm saying it right. Kara Liam and his continued efforts post-retirement to help out our New Year's uh, club on a nearly constant level. I would appreciate it. Anytime would be great for a shout out. And I know you get inundated with these requests. So just for him to get a shout out is greatly appreciated. Uh, thank you for keeping me sane with your podcast. And that is from Frank uh, Diadamo. Uh, so here you go. A shout out and congratulations. Can I do a quick one as well? This is for uh, Addison Deppie. Uh, we call her Bones. She's turning 14 on April 29th. This is from her dad, Paul Deppie. He's a longtime loyal listener. He's a, a cop. He podcasts on night shifts. He uh, thanks us for our, our support of local police officers. So Addison Deppie, who has her her birthday on the same day Aww. as MMR, Bones, happy birthday. This is for you. All right. Did I do this one already? Um, says Preston, can I get a shout out on Friday the 29th, uh, this Saturday, the Colleen P. Smith Memorial Softball Tournament will take place at uh, Burholm Park in Northeast Philly. I already yeah. did that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yep. Start out, stop by anytime, and uh, that is from Colleen's dad. There you go. <laughs> Do you want to mention the Walk a Mile thing again? Yeah, so Saturday. that's coming up yeah. a week from this Saturday. Right, yeah. uh, Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event, which uh, benefits the Laurel House for um, uh, uh, domestic violence and abuse. And uh, Steve is going to be hosting, uh, taking over for in my position. I greatly appreciate that. And it will be uh, at the Pfizer location in the Collegeville area. Uh, And we have details at WMMR.com. And it's fun. You put on high heel shoes and walk (laughs) one mile. It's a one mile walk. Yes. And uh, you meet a lot of great people. And there's all kinds of activities uh, for kids. And we're looking for uh, to fill out a team WMMR. And you can sign up for that. At uh, WMMR.com, click on events, and you will see that. So Steve will be hosting that a week from this Saturday. It's a great event. I can't make it this year, and I'm really bummed out about it. Oh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to short. No, no, uh, uh, I have a, another. This is a, a butt plug, and okay. I, uh, I forgot to do this uh, earlier <laughs> this week. <laughs> we have to be so technical. This is a butt plug. Yeah. It is a butt plug. This doesn't um, count as a uh, But we uh, you know, support uh, our Philadelphia police force, and yes. there is a, pil- a Philadelphia police boxing match. Oh, awesome. That's going on tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow is going to be at the Plumbers Union Hall, which is on Southampton Road. Uh, you know, tickets are 25 bucks. Uh, gates open at 
at uh, 2 p.m. The first fight is at 3.30 p.m., uh, but this is all happening tomorrow. Uh, and so I wanted to do this on, on behalf of uh, our friend Bill, who's a police officer, and uh, he's not actually fighting in this one. But, uh, there are, you know, these things are, are great events. And solid competition. So if you're a fan of boxing and yeah. amateur boxing, this is the thing you want to go do. Excellent. All right, real quick, uh, I want to go to this call. We have Jason, and apparently his wife was the one that was in Rock, Paper, Clippers, oh, yes. uh, who ended up losing. So let me go to Jason. Hey, Jason, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good how morning. you doing, man? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Hey, so we were just watching the video of your wife, and I don't even remember what year that was. What is her name, by the way, Jason? Uh, 2018. Okay. What, what? That's Erica. So it was Eric and Erica. Okay. okay. All right. And uh, how, how was the rest of that day after she got that nasty haircut? Oh, it was amazing. She, uh, you know, cleaned it up and shaved it all off. <laughs> she shaved it all off. Nice. Did it grow back yeah. in? You know, uh, yeah, a couple of times, and then she <laughs> shaved it off again. <laughs> <laughs> we started a new trend. So she's a hairstylist, so I don't know if you guys recall, but you had mentioned Eric had that first date. So after the contest, Erica actually took him backstage and cleaned up his hair. Oh, oh. Nice. That's cute. <laughs> That's awesome. I still want to hear from him and find out how that date went. Yes, sure. Uh, that's cool. Sounds like we got a big delay on this phone line. You do, so, yeah. Jason, are, do you think you guys will uh, join us again at Keenan's? Uh, we are We are both off work. We are nice. uh, planning on heading down the night before. Excellent. We will see you there, Jason. Thanks for the update, and we'll, uh, we'll check in with Erica, too. That's awesome, man. So uh, May 27th is when that will be. It's going to be crazy. Yep. Um, man, there was something I was going to do. Are you going to talk about the event last night? Thank you. Um, Last night, uh, me, pal. (laughs) Thank you, Marky Mark. Me, uh, Steve, Nick, and Marissa went to to the uh, National Convention or National uh, Constitution Center, and uh, there was an event for the charity organization Cora. Yes, and they were handing out uh, uh, appreciation awards, um, and it was great because this is the first. or one of the first big public events that we've been able to go to where it fully attended. And uh, Rob and uh, Caitlin were there. Uh, Rob uh, McElhenney and Caitlin uh, were there uh, because their family, the McElhenney family, uh, has been, obviously, that's how we found out about Cora. I mean, Rob's dad and Rob that's it. have been a part of that organization for a long, long, long time. And we were so impressed. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time yeah. last night. That uh, The building is beautiful. I hadn't been there in a little while. It was really cool to go and hang out in the National Constitution Center for a bit. Uh, the food was fantastic. Uh, Rob and Caitlin uh, showed up at the uh, little pre-party that they were having. And uh, we hung out and caught up with those guys. It was great. Just totally. Um, and I, I, as we were talking about that from the stage about, you know, how immediately it became clear that they're just regular people. They're, they're, they're not, you know, they're they're... For all that they're doing, um, they're always connected through to, especially Cora, but just people in general in their lives. You see the way Rob had so many of his school buddies there, uh, and Caitlin was just wonderful working the uh, the room and the crowd. It was yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're such a they're they're so in demand. Yeah, I'm like, ah, we probably won't even get to talk to him. Whatever. And then we hang out for like 
20, 30 minutes just chit-chatting yeah. and uh, catching up and having a good time. It was great. Nick ended up hanging out with them after the ceremonies. Yeah, I mean, Rob's whole family was there. Uh, his dad, Bob, was uh, honored, and Bob is very, very humble and uh, pushes off any admiration and, and kind words to everybody else at Cora. Um, Which Rob spoke of from the stage. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and so I got to chat with Bob for a little bit as well. His brother, Pat, was there. Pat's a photographer, works for FX, uh, actually does a lot of work for like a bunch of shows on Apple TV+. Plus. So I got to chat with Pat for a while. Uh, his sister, Katie, who now works uh, on uh, Mythic Quest and is a writer in LA. So uh, Rob's brought out most of his family to Los Angeles, but he was cool because he connected with all of his Philly friends and people that he's known from like St. Joe's Prep and people that have been in his life for a really long time. Never forgets them. No, and, and they help keep him grounded. Not that he really needs help, but they, they are part of uh, why he is as grounded as he is. And uh, they are just, you know, I, I can't say enough nice things about how great Rob and Caitlin both are. Uh, they're kind people. They listen to you. They're interested in what's going on in your life, and I, I just uh, I'm grateful for the friendship. How about how emotional Rob was getting yeah. when Aww. he was uh, the, the, he asked to get up and, and speak? It's uh, understandable. And he was talking about his dad, and he was getting choked up. And, and it legit, was, it was it really sweet. Took a long pause, co- collected himself, but everyone absolutely understood why they came. And yeah. honestly, co- what Cora does, and and we kind of tried to convey it from the stage. Both Preston and I spoke about it. Uh, at, you know, the fact that it is there. You know, the people in, in um, the area who, who sometimes think, oh, there's no one who's got my back. Cora's the one that'll have your back because, uh, you know, we just talk about falling through the cracks. There's so many different things that they have and can apply and can help you with. It's very broad. It's very broad. Yeah. And sometimes because of that, it's hard to understand exactly what it is. But uh, you pick it up quickly when you meet the people who are receiving. Yep. The assistance from Cora. And yep. Steve, I know you were impressed a few years ago when we did the golf event. Uh, they had a, a student come up and speak. And, right, uh, last, who had a speech impediment. And so last night, a similar thing happened. There was an eighth grader who spoke and a, a seventh grader. And the seventh grader had grown up in Liberia. Uh, and, uh, in, you know, he, he learned English as a kid, but, like, now he's living in the States and his English is impeccable. And so he got up and spoke in front of the crowd. And then this eighth grade girl, who was just adorable, um, had... had suffered severe anxiety her whole life. Yeah. And she said, if you told me a year and a half ago that I'd be up in front of the, this many people giving a speech, thanking people publicly, I would have said that you're crazy. And she gave this really sweet, eloquent, eloquent uh, speech, uh-huh. but she wouldn't have been able to do that if not for what Cora has, has been brought to her life. So thanks to Helene, thanks to Anne-Marie, everybody at Cora uh, who's been uh, kind to us over the years and, and invited us to be a part of these events um, because they really do great work. And and so if you're ever interested, it's coraservices.org because they can help out a lot of people. Yeah, we got to introduce... Uh, uh, Anne Marie, the the CEO, yeah. and uh, she's just a great person. She man. Is. Yeah, <laughs> Work, yeah. walks she, the walk. She yeah. keeps getting, and it's true. The, the information they gave me was we were doing the thing that she actually quit twice over the years because <laughs> it is a lot to do. But yep. she is just so passionate about it that she came. You know, she came back and has now been at that position for about seven years. So by I, the way, they, they had this cool music group there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they, had, they were it, it was four stringed instruments. They were called Elegance Quartet, and um, uh, Steve and I were talking to them after us. He's like. Uh, I think the girl's name was Jen. I'm like, you guys are really good. And we just started talking. Uh, so they had these electrified uh, violins, viola, and, and cellos. And they literally were taking requests for anything. I'm like, how many songs do you guys know? She's like, well, it's like a thousand. <laughs> what? Like, what? What? And they had this little screen you could go up and punch in whatever request you want. Like they uh, they were playing the James Bond theme. Somebody yeah. requested that. And I'm like, we need to do mm-hmm. something with these guys. And uh, I, I didn't catch the the leader's name, but Very he, nice he came over. He's like, I've listened to you guys forever. He's like, and I listen to MMR to get ideas for songs no that kidding. we play. Like, they do tons of rock songs. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so they're called Elegance Quartet, and I just wanted to give them a little plug because they were so good. And we'll have to, we'll have to get them to do something Absolutely, sometime. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, 
Uh, there was say? something, yeah, that, um, that we were trying to accomplish last year uh, with uh, Rob McElhenney and Wrexham and the Philadelphia Union. And I talked to Rob after the event last night, and he said it's okay to tease it that they are very close to making this happen this year. So <laughs> yeah. uh, there's going to be an international soccer match. Um, if, if everything lines up the way that they expect it to, Rob will come on the show when it's officially, officially official. Yeah. Um, but it'll be Wrexham versus the Union. And, uh, you know, a lot of the details still need to be hammered out. But it, it, Rob is very certain this is going to happen. Try to make that happen last year it fell through and when you were asking him about it he just goes oh because it was so much work it was <laughs> oh my god he was so pissed that it didn't come together but in hindsight it's probably better that it didn't yeah because uh, the the covid wave has gone up and down knock on wood things are steadily going in the right direction i think it makes more sense to do it this year i agree it's gonna feel better yeah. Gonna feel, yeah. yeah yeah we put a lot of the wheels in motion last year we had to put it on pause um and uh there's a documentary that's coming out about rob McElhenney and uh ryan reynolds and rex mafc and in theory the Preston and Steve show are going to be a part of that documentary. Yeah. So, um, uh, and uh, Pat McElhenney, Rob's brother, is one of the photographers and videographers for that documentary. No, cool. we've actually been cut out, and Yuki Washington was pulled okay. out. Yeah. and Yuki, man. F and Yuki. We love him, but come on, man. Uh, it was a great time last night, and uh, more big events on the way. Oh, by the way, they have a, a golf outing. Cora has this golf outing Monday, May 23rd. Uh, I'll be playing in it, um, and it is at the Philadelphia Crick Club. Are you playing in that one? I'm guys? playing in it as well. As a matter of fact, I got balls from the one last year, and I lost the last three yesterday when I was playing golf. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, they lasted then. Uh, so Monday, May 23rd, you get to play Philly Cricket Club, dude, one of the premier golf courses in our area. I will be caddying. Uh, you can go to WMMR.com and uh, get signed up. And, and some of the events, they do supply caddies for you out there. So Yeah, there's a, a, women's, for that a women's golf clinic if you're interested in, uh, in taking lessons. Marissa. And, uh, I think yeah. Marissa participated in it last year. She might be doing it this year. But, yeah, it's, it's a really cool event at a great club. Uh, so, yeah, the information's up on uh, MMR and coreservices.org. Casey, you uh, had an event yesterday, too. I did, yeah. Uh, and I g- gave a nice shot yesterday to um, everybody over at Delaware Autism. Started with Artie Kempner. I played in the um, the drive for autism. So, Artie is a he's a producer for, for Fox Sports. He does all the NASCAR races. He does uh, Fox NFL. Um, and so, he's pretty well connected in the sports community. And, and he has, over the years, just dedicated uh, so much of his time and efforts to Delaware Autism and to the Drive for Autism. And so so Artie, uh, Deanna and Joe Principe, uh, Chris Grant, uh, Kathy, there was just countless uh, amounts of people that uh, did a ton of work uh, awesome. to make yesterday's event a success. But I also have I have to give a nice big shout out to the foursome. I golf with these guys that usually, you know, in the... Because uh, I've been doing this, I feel like, for like 20 years. It's got to be close to it. And I have watched, uh, you know, like literally, I watched like a little kid grow up to yeah, you know, his yeah. kid. Uh, his name is Robbie Badillo. Uh, he's, a, he's a med student now. You know, he's in Florida. So wow. I didn't golf with Robbie or his father, uh, Dr. Badillo, yesterday. But I golf with these guys. It was the O'Flynn crew. And so I want to give a shout out to Dave and Jamie. I'm James. I'm sorry. J- Dave and James, they're, they're the O'Flins. Uh, this guy, Ron. Uh, it was really, really cool. And then I want to give a special shout out to Carlton and then uh, little Carlton because uh, at some point Carlton's zipper broke yesterday. And uh, and I was like, are we going to meet little Carlton because he couldn't zipper up his zipper at all? Um, so I want to give a shout out to Carlton as well. And I would like to say congratulations to a young man who two oh. years in a row has won best dressed at this event. Oh, my Casey Boy oh. won the award again. Yesterday for his ensemble. 
Yeah, you know, so now it's going to have to turn into this thing. It so is. Last year I worked, I wore my uh, patchwork pants, uh, and then this year I, I wore Kelly Green knickerbockers. Uh, with it's Argyle. a very retro look. It is a retro yeah. look with it's very uh, paint Stewart green yeah. argyle socks. I even brought the uh, the whole ensemble together with my green Eagles hat, which I wore in honor of the uh, the draft last night. But yes, I uh, am now a two time back to back champion. If of, you would, if you would have had a uh, Jeff cap, that that would have been full on so paint Stewart. I have one. Couldn't find it anywhere, ah. and, and I, I waited too long to to get my outfit together on uh, Wednesday night, and you couldn't so find it? I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, I guess I'm just gonna have to wear it. <laughs> no. But uh, so I guess next I thought year, you were joking yesterday when I asked what you were wearing because it was so windy and cold out, and you're like, I'm wearing knickers, and I'm like, yeah. no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, Ron, who we were golfing with, was wearing shorts, and oh uh, I think he uh, regretted God. that decision. <laughs> it did seem brutal. It did seem. Brutal. It was blustery. I'll yeah. tell you what. Temperature-wise, it, it wasn't too bad. Oh, all right, cool. But uh, but it, when the wind kicked up at times, it was uh, it was pretty rough. So, wow. all right, yeah, good times. All right, good times uh, had by all, and uh, more events coming up, man. Because we got MMRBQ on the way. We have uh, Keenan's and just uh, more things that you can participate in. So. We're back to that. Welcome yeah. back, world. Welcome back, yeah. everybody. Uh, we got a couple of minutes, right? Yes, we do. We're going to get Kevin Smith on in about uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, I saw this email, and this is kind of a public service. All right. Um, oh. It was sent to Casey. Go ahead. Yeah. I, no, I remember something I wanted to ask about. We talked about it this morning, but when you're done with this. Okay. Uh, I'll keep this brief if you want. Yeah. Um, it's know, whatever you are. Uh, Gadzoops. Hey, guys. I used to hate using the dishwasher. Because it wouldn't get things clean. <laughs> but I learned that I was doing it wrong. Really? Now, Casey had just mentioned yesterday that he has issues with the dishwasher not really cleaning the way that it should. And he says, uh, I now don't pre-wash my dishes at all except to scrape big food items off. Hopefully this info will help you, will be helpful to you, and I'll try to keep it quick. So here is his key. All right. So you can act, If you're having issues with your dishwasher... To get it to actually clean your dishes. He said, you need to add soap for the pre-wash and for the main wash. Some dishwashers have two compartments for this. If yours has one compartment, then what you need to do is add soap on the top of the flap. If you use pods, put one pod in the compartment Ah. and a second pod in the bottom of the dishwasher. And he explains why. He said, why this works? Dishwashers will do two separate washes. If the first does a pre-wash for a, about 15 minutes, um, it, it first is a pre-wash for about 15 minutes to get rid of 90% of the mess, and you want to have soap for this. It then flushes out the really dirty water and then fills up with new fresh water. And at this point, the soap flap opens up to add soap for the main wash. If you don't add soap to both compartments or put it on top of the flap, then the pre-wash stage doesn't have any soap, and it will, won't clean as much as you want it to. So you have to use more soap, basically. If you are having an issue with it, right. yes, then that is probably going to fix it. Other tips. Just jam soap. <laughs> you can run uh, the hot water in the sink until it gets hot before starting the dishwasher. This will get rid of the cold water in the pipes, and the dishwasher will be able to use the hot water from the start. Do you use the uh, full hot water, or do you use the sort of more um, 
uh, lower temperature. It's like a, it vacillates between two temperatures. It's supposed it, to be more energy efficient. I don't oh, believe it. For for your dishwasher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really even look at that setting. Uh, hottest it can possibly go. To me, that's the right way to go to kill everything. <laughs> right? kill, it, kill it all! All right, then in choosing detergent, it says powder is usually better than liquid, but both should work well. Usually... Uh, you only need to fill the main compartment about halfway unless you have very hard water. Pods are worse because they may use more detergent than you need, which can leave residue behind. Residue. And are more expensive, especially since you'll need to use two. Uh, the cheapest pods usually work about the same as the more expensive ones, so get the cheapest ones if you uh, like the convenience of pods. Interesting. It also says keep the rinse aid compartment filled. I don't know what the rinse aid compartment is. Like, is that where you put, like, jet dry? Maybe. And what does Jet Dry do? Mm. It's like a dig for. What's a dig for? <laughs> All I know is in the commercial it goes, Mm-mwah. Oh, it's got a little mouth on it. The one where it's drinking, that I find chilling. Slightly disturbing. Yeah, it messes up. My, <laughs> toast, my toaster has a vagina. Yes. I don't like it. Thirsty for the stuff. I wonder what else I can stick in that in that mouth. Oh, my God. Oh. Right? Why are you always leaning up against the dishwasher? Don't fight. It doesn't have teeth. It should be good. Hang on. This is Roy, who emailed in about the dishwasher. Hey, Roy. Hey. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We're reading your email. Yeah, I saw. I uh, Everything I learned came from a uh, YouTube video on it. All right. Uh, and so and, and have, you, have you tried all this out? I have. And... Everything just comes out super clean now. Never have to do wow really pre-washing or anything with it. Okay, all right. Oh, so you don't? Oh, oh, by pre-washing you mean in the in the sink? In in the sink. Yeah. Okay. And then what is what is the rinse aid compartment? So rinse aid. Sometimes you'll have like a little extra flat. This is Cascade rinse aid or like the Jet Dry or whatever. Okay. Um, it just helps prevent film buildup and. Uh, Helps keep the dishes uh, from getting, like, spots at the end. Okay. Oh, so sparkly. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Well, thanks for the tips, Rory. We appreciate it. And Yeah, absolutely. Thanks uh, for reading it. Yep. All right. Take care, ma'am. Thanks you. for thanking us for reading. Oh, my yes. God. Thank you for thanking him for thanking us. <laughs> yes. And, and thank you yeah. for thanking him. Uh, wait, we're watching the video of the mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. The- <laughs> Give me some of that jet dry. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like Casey's. If you have that handy, it's troubling, very troubling. All right, anyhow, I thought that was a little public service that you might appreciate. What were you going to bring up, Steve? Oh, the the I don't know if you guys check your Amazon for weather. And over the past day and a half, it's been saying in my area. Fire. fire weather. What is that? Oh, I is looked it, it up yesterday because yeah. of that. Um, uh, fire weather. It's basically like perfect weather. If a fire were to start, it's like perfect weather for it to just uh, burn out of control, like what? with the wind. wind. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, what it is. Okay. We were getting a few texts yesterday from listeners yeah. saying, are you guys going to talk about the perfect fire weather? And I didn't know what that was referencing. Right. But I, I guess it's really dry out. Yeah. And the wind would allow, like, if there were to be a wildfire, it would spread quickly and easily. That's the first time I ever heard that warning. I'm like, is it going to start raining yeah. fire? So where did you get the warning? Alexa. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, a lot of times I'll check the weather that way just quickly as yeah. I'm getting set. And so it kept coming up with the uh, fire weather. Wow. What would like, it say? Uh, fire weather warning, warning. for the, yeah. for the, and then, uh, 
Well, while we were on the air yesterday, my mom texted me and said, I'm getting a fire weather warning. What is that? So that's why I had looked it up. So it's a, the, the definition is a combination of strong winds and very low relative humidity can combine okay, to go. extreme fire behavior. I mean, that's something you would expect in the western part yeah, of the United States. Absolutely. You, would, you would hear warnings and there's a fire line and stuff like that. But I was kind of surprised. I mean, every now and then, yeah, they'll be like in the Pine Barrens. Sure. We've seen those wildfires. I don't understand happen. that. But it, uh, so so does that mean that it, it was at an incredible level for them to actually include that? I had never heard anything like that. I was not prepped for it. I'm like, what is fire weather? <laughs> Should we go outside and set something on fire? Just no, to see? no. Yeah. But dear God. No. Uh, maybe you want to be careful with like fire pits and, and things like that because, you know, like with the wind, maybe an ember can fly out and catch something and then... Uh, the wind will obviously, you know, fan that. And... Do you do that thing where you light a tire on fire and roll it into the woods? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's course. great. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. My dad oh. taught me that trick. <laughs> um, all right. Interesting. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's what that is. Um, right. What do we have here? That's hang, something fun. Hang on a second here. Do you know what day it is? It's the first of the month. It's Jet Dry Day. <laughs> it is a Jet Dry. <laughs> One little bottle of month. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've heard that sound before. Do you know what day it is? It's the first of the month. It's Jet Dry Day. Give me some Jet Dry. One little bottle a month. Look at that. Oh my God. Hey, while the husband's at work, shit out my mouth. Wow. What? My dishwasher's making advances at me. All right, we should take a break. Uh, and we should also give away some Jackass Forever Combo Packs. Jackass. Blu-ray <laughs> Jackass. Uh, and I will give these to... How many? Uh, I'm going to give these all away. Ooh. I have three of them. <laughs> yes, three of them. <laughs> uh, callers 8, 9, and 10. 215-263. WMMR. Johnny Knoxville and the crew are back with new friends and celebrity guests. And you can own it on Blu-ray and get bonus never-before-seen stunts. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. So we'll take those callers now. We'll give you that when we come back. Kevin Smith will be joining us. Make sure you stay put. Today, 93.3 WMMR celebrates our birthday by letting you call the shots. Be our guest DJ with Pierre Robert on our You Call It birthday party. Listen as Pierre feels your song requests. Maybe one you first heard on MMR or a cool one you haven't heard in a while. During the party, call 215-263-WMMR or text it in to 39333. And wish us a happy birthday from the station that refuses to grow up. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Casey was just whispering in my ear. Aw. There's exciting news to share with our next guest. Oh. You guys don't know about it. He just told me about it. Oh, very right. nice. So I think this is really cool. But first, we want to welcome him. Good friend of the show. We are happy to have on the program, Mr. Kevin Smith. Yay! Via Zoom. Hey, Kev. Good morning. Good morning, kids. This is an historic, historic uh, trip into the President Steve show. You know many times I've phoned in. Many times I've been in the room. It's the first time I'll ever be able to smoke weed. 
Oh, well, they're doing the interview. Wake oh. and bake, man. Uh-huh. It's oh, 6 a.m. Yeah. in L.A. Oh, well, I've been up since 4, my friends. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we have as well. So, no, that's 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 a that's a wonderful thing. And you're you're in a room that obviously you have your collectibles behind you. It's it's uh, we love we love the hat, which has a uh, a Viking s corn uh, thing going on. Yep. Uh, he's, he's- Boobies, my my cow from all the. Oh, yes. oh turn turn the- it around. Yeah. Yeah. By turn it around, you see the face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Love it. I never Love wear it. A hat the right way. That's yeah. that's a rare photo. When I die, kids, put that photo <laughs> of my hat spun the right way because there's maybe three on the planet. Ever. Okay. Has anybody ever made an egg a movie muffin for you before? They have. We at the movies pop ups that we've done, including we did one in Philly at one point. Um, we've done the egg of movie muffins. We've done the <laughs> cock smoker chicken sandwiches. The <laughs> did one on a, a movie's pop about here in Hollywood on 420 for for a couple days. Um, it went insanely well. There we had Jason Lee come in at night. And we did an episode of Smodcast there, like 200 people, which was fantastic. You can listen to it on Smodcast right now. He was so electric. Like you know, dude's uh. always been great in the movies, but like. Live in front of people, he was wonderful. So we continue doing movies. We're bringing one to San Diego, one to Orlando uh, two weeks from now. But at San Diego Comic-Con, we're taking over a whole place at Tim Roof and turning it into a movies for the whole weekend. It's going to be fun. Man, there's a great quick throwaway line from Chris Rock and Dogma where he goes, let's go talk about this over a chicken in a two-piece. <laughs> <laughs> or, or biscuit in a two-piece. Yeah. I was just like, I love it, man. I love that that you guys Rock, have that, that. Chris Rock, whatever happened to that guy? What happened to him? It's too much. Hey, well, you know what? Listen, for Kevin Smith and for New Jersey and for, you know, waking and baking and all that, I mean, it, 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 these are the, the, as they say, the, in, in classic literature the best of times uh it's got to be it's got to be rocking your world that this is happening where where you were uh, a, a wee fellow growing up that you can access the uh all of this stuff is it that is that it's at uh uh w- w- what was the shot we were by, it was over a distillery somewhere and uh, not a distillery a dispensary and the line was like around the block oh, Belmar, yeah yeah I, didn't, I don't know where that yeah, one yeah. was but they were lining up like crazy lining up like crazy yeah have you what? have you told oh, for, for the ganj? Have you, they, they've legalized uh, marijuana, uh, um, recreational marijuana in uh, New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> yep, what do we have there? What are you showing? My own brand of weed that we make. It's called oh we God. make snoogans. Snoogans. <laughs> make, uh, another one called snoochie boochies. Yes, of course. Oh you have to have that. We make berserker. Uh, we sell that out here in California. They sell it in Illinois, Oklahoma, a lot of weed legal states. But hopefully now that Jersey has gone legal, something that Jane Silent Bob never dreamed of. <laughs> right. Um, it plays into uh, Clerks 3. In, in Clerks 3, Jane Silent Bob have turned the RST video into a weed store because it's weed legal in New Jersey now. <laughs> That's great. So they go legit in Clerks 3. I mean, I, I saw a writing on the wall. Once the state went legal, I was like, uh-oh, our boys have to kind of catch up. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's uh, we've been talking about opening a dispensary and jersey as well because lord knows we've been positioned for the last almost 30 years uh we've got a, a <laughs> brand that kids can trust jane's on the property <laughs> selling you weed for for decades why why not walk into a store and have them sell you weed so uh hopefully we get a dispensary going in jersey but i i celebrate the garden state for embracing 
its true nature finally. All right, you mentioned Clerks Three, and this is part of the exciting news right. that I wanted to to reveal here. So, uh, Kevin, I, out- I, I had I forgot about this until Case brought it up, and then I was like, he 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 drops a name, and I was like, uh. And then I started singing a thing, and he goes, yes. And I was like, oh, my Lord, that's right. It traces right back to you, kids. Yeah, Casey. And appearance on the show. Tell so so um, uh, Kevin was was on the search for some music for uh, the Jay and Silent Bob, or the, uh, yeah, Clerks 3 soundtrack. And uh, and Casey was like, I think I know who we can put him in touch with. That would be perfect because he was looking for something cool, yeah. unique, had a really in, uh, uh, unique style to it. Underground and so, vibe, yeah. Uh, underground vibe. So Casey recommended Froggy. Wow. Perfect. To oh, Kevin Smith. And Kevin, they're going to be in the soundtrack, right? We're in the movie. The oh. movie? Oh, my God. Absolutely. The movie's locked and done. Lionsgate has it. I'm seeing, <laughs> just saw posters the other day, and I'm seeing, like, a trailer next week. So wow. they've been in the movie for such a long time. Ever since Case texted me, I think he was like, I think you would like these cats. Yeah. Or, I, or I think we talked about it on the show. I forget what the origin well, I saw it on was. Twitter, so I can't remember if I responded to you on Twitter or if I saw it on Twitter and then sent you a text. But either way, you, you, as well. yeah, you, put, you put the call I, out. You did. I did. I, yeah. On Twitter, I put up a tweet going, hey, you know, we've got our movie opens with MCR with Welcome to the Black Parade. Um, one of the closing songs is Pearl Jam tune. We've got, we've got a, a Jefferson Starship song in there for those of us who grew up in that era. Yeah. Uh, we've got big music, but I was like, you know, Clerks, even though it's Clerks 3, Clerks has its origin in the DIY world. It was made by a bunch of kids with no access. So for years, I've always been asked by people like, hey, man, can I put music in your movie? So I put out a tweet where I was like, look, I can use plenty of music. Hit me with your best shots. And people are gifted, man. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, I got a lot. I, I got 12 songs from the soundtrack from that one tweet, all of them radio ready, all of them like, you know, I ain't doing anybody any favors. They're legitimately making my art better by being included. One of the suggestions came from Case was like, there are these three kids yeah. who are like a power trio, <laughs> and they did this song like 7-Eleven Nachos. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, we're not a 7-Eleven. I was biased because I was like, we're not a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. And it is so raw and pure. It's it's basically like a a song version of the first movie I made. Like, you know, we have nothing going for us but talent mm. raw talent and three instruments we don't have any uh expensive equipment we don't have a huge studio time like it's just three kids with passion or however many kids are in the band so i fell in love with the song instantly and we reached out to them secured it it's it's in the movie oh that's all i mean really prominently like in a kevin smith movie finding real estate where no somebody's not talking is very very difficult that's yes. rare breathing room they have an entire stretch where nobody says anything. All uh, Brian O'Holler and as Dante is closing uh. up the store for the night, and you just hear, you know, it buttons a joke, and then you hear, and those voices begin. Oh, I love not your nose. I just love seven. So I played it. I put dropped it into the cut when I was editing, and it played so well. That we reached out, and we were like, "Let's do it." So they're locked; they're in the movie. We we fell in love with them. Then the second we found out about them, they came out and played the camp out for hunger. They're going to be at the MM barbecue. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the thing is, is that they're not. Oh, we we kind of. Oh, this is interesting. We're going to sort of mimic this. They're straight up the real deal, and they're so energetic and so nice. And this could not be better news. That's awesome. Yep. 
I'm sure on you know if they're true punk, I'm sure they're, they're disgusted by the fact that they're on a Kevin Smith soundtrack. <laughs> but it, it truly give like it, it blends insanely well with the film because again, this is the third iteration of a Clerks movie, and you know I started this like 30 years ago, almost like 29 years ago at this point. So you know I can't lay claim to any sort of punk rock aesthetic anymore you know i've been around long enough that like even if i'm not part of the establishment i am the establishment any sort of artistry that lends you an authenticity to the work um even if it's their authenticity and people like listen to that piece of music and kind of transpose uh their feelings about that with their feelings about the original clerks it all gels very nicely as as you watch it's very obviously i'm speaking like a stoner (laughs) well in in the documentary about you which i love by the way uh you know documentary clerk it was so good it's so good and 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 so the clerks and, and everything about it is obviously the the foundation the bedrock of what your career has become i mean can you even Everything to fall into place and at this point in time to still be revisiting those characters, it's got to be on the order of a, of a blessing you could never have anticipated. Never. I've been trying to make a Clerks 3 for like over 10 years and for a while it looked like, oh, I guess it's just not going to come to be. But post heart attack, everything, the efforts got tripled where I was like, well, I'm living on borrowed time. If I hope to get anything done, I better get it done. ASAP. You can't just be like, well, we'll get around to that. Right. You think about it, like get to it sooner rather than later. And thankfully, you know, Clerks 3 kind of came together. It, it turned into a beautiful movie. We take it out this fall. Um, Lionsgate has it. Um, it, 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 it. I can't wait for people to see it. It's it's the movie they hope it's going to be, and then it's a, a different movie they weren't expecting. You, you know, you talk about that, that obviously um, seminal moment with the heart attack, and, and I, I, I follow you, and you, you're on Instagram. You're hiking constantly. You've taken good, you know, c- command of your your health, and you're out there and being physical. But in in this case, and you joke about being, you know, like uh, you're you're not the the main thrust, the main you know director, and the main thrust when Kevin Smith first first burst on the scene and while that was i'm sure wonderful you've got to be enjoying this i'm going to say it for you whether you agree or not this phase so much more because it seems like you want to do it you do it and you're not beholding to um what the the quote-unquote suits at a major movie company are going to want you to do which means i'm not as rich (laughs) (laughs) that's why you see me all the time, like, hustling. You know, right. that's why it's always like, I got something else. Like, I'm talking about Jane Silent Bob Secret Stash, Silver Anniversary Bash, May 7th and 8th at, at our store in Red Bank. We're doing a big celebration for the anniversary. Uh, the whole Clerks cast coming in, taking pictures with everybody, and then we're doing a three-way Q&A at night. It's going to be fun. Um, so tickets at csmod.com. So that's one thing I'm working on. Another thing I'm working on... Mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob slippers. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Kevin just we show them. They look great. Yeah. Their faces. Silent Bob slippers. This to me, I know Dude. people be like, "You total whore! You become crusty." <laughs> but the idea, you know how many themed slippers I've bought in my life? Yeah. So, these go on sale very, very soon at JaydenSilentBob.com. Uh, <laughs> hey. They've oh. done. Look at this, man. This guy. Chogrin did this thing called Guru Askew. This is it's made of felt. It's like pamphlet. oh my god! It's got a furry thing, and it's kind of me holding up all the things like a bullhorn for directing <laughs> the movie. There's a clerk script, microphone for talking. We make a lot of merch 
because I don't have one of those respectable Hollywood gigs where they pay a lot of money to do one thing and do it well. I will never be able to do any one thing well. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, so I spin a lot of plates. That's why it's like I got Clerks 3 uh, this summer. Last summer, Masters of the Universe came out. Uh, I'm working on a TV show with my kid right now. Um, you know, we're, we're in the midst of getting ready for... Um, stash bash. Like I got to spin a lot of plates, um, because I don't do the standard thing. Were That's you, not a complaint. Uh, it's also, it's really like, I couldn't even do the standard thing if I wanted to, that takes talent. So I'm holding on by my fingertips <laughs> in this career. You know, I've been in almost 30 years at this point. And but so you've always been a hustler, right? You, I mean, you vote from day one so that, and we sense you enjoy that, I, I, you know, that that's part of the thing. So, so I, I it seems like you're right in your element. There was a, a, my, my wife who rarely, I love her to death, but she rarely like, you know, goes, hey, good for you or anything. She's <laughs> just like, just do whatever you do and make sure everything's paid off on time. <laughs> so the other day um, I was telling her about uh, this, there's a movie theater in the town we grew up in that's like up for sale. And, you know, I was like, look, I always felt like eventually one day it'd be cool to own a movie theater. And I know like movie exhibition is a business that, like, right now, particularly in the pandemic, there's a reason this movie theater's up for sale. Right. right? Like, But I always felt that, like, the best use of a movie theater, if you owned one, would be, like, during the day, you know, at night, it's a movie theater. That's when people go to the movies and stuff. Uh, matinees, you don't get a ton of people, so you surrender the day to a film school, and you have an actual film school, like, in a movie theater, particularly this movie theater has about five screens. So I was talking to my wife. I was like, I, you know, buying a movie theater, investing in a movie theater, probably not the smartest thing unless I could pivot it into a film school. And I've been doing this long enough where, like, you know, I, I, I'm an ambassador for the Vancouver Film School, which is a, where I learned my trade up in Vancouver. Right. I've um, done tons of ads for the Dave School, which is a, a, a film school in, in Florida, amongst other places. So I was like, I know people that will build a curriculum and I could partner up with, and there's a possibility that I could do, like, you know, Vuesk University or Kevin Smith Film School or Jay and Son of Bob's Film School. <laughs> because, again, I've got enough experience to, like, go, like, this is how you do a thing. Right. And so my wife, after the conversation, you know, I'm always hesitant to share stuff with her because sometimes she's just like, ugh, another thing. <laughs> but, you know, she, like, after years together, she just kind of nodded her head and, and, you know, walked away and stuff and said, that sounds nice. And then she sent me a text where she was like, not for nothing. I never say this to you, but it. I really appreciate how it never ends for you. Ah, like you know, we you've been doing your job and you've been doing me for decades, and like you're always thinking of new things to do. She's like, it must be really nice to wake up every day and go like, ooh, what about this? And that's been the true blessing of the last like three decades is like it, making clerks. And I think that's the reason I constantly come back to it and celebrate it you know, was was me, like, basically building a, a bridge to my entire future. Where sure. I just got to, like, make pretend for a living. I got to stay a kid instead of, like, doing what my dad did and having to get, like, a real-ass job and only being young on the weekends with your children or something like that. So it is. It's rarefied air that I breathe in. And so how much of that is because you're stoned all the time? <laughs> that is an excellent point. I think for the last, let's see, I've been a stoner. You know, I became a stoner on Zach and Mary, so that was 2008. So right now we're about 
14 years from from that. Okay. So for the last 14 years, which has been like basically half of my career at this point, um, like I have been uh, stoned through all of it. And I personally love the second half of my career. (laughs) When the first, most people go for the first half, like Perks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy. And I'm like, I get you, I get you. But for the guy who made those movies, when I made them at first, I was so self-conscious and then like, it happened and all of a sudden I'm learning my craft in front of people and stuff. I know exactly like who the hell I am and what I want to do now, like as an artist. And I also know what's impressive to me. Like I don't get me wrong. I love clerks to magic trick and stuff, but I'm like, you know, clerks. Great. Could the guy made clerks pull off tusk? Like, no, like <laughs> right. the, the guy to pull off tusk. And as an artist, like, you know, I, I realize I'm predicated on that guy and I love young Kevin Smith because he got us here. He's the one that like was smart enough to be like, let's try a thing. Even if it fails, at least we tried it. And if it works, maybe we rock it to, you know, maybe we escape Krypton before it explodes. And that's kind of like what happened. So I love young Kevin Smith, but I really love older Kevin Smith's career because it's like you said, I'm like, let me just try this. I'm going to try this. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not all predicated on whimsy. I mean, all of it's whimsical, but a lot of it is like me figuring out, all right, how do I make the next meal? How do I pay the next bill? Because most of the stuff I do is very short-lived, like uh, in like like camp. You go to camps for a couple months, then it's done. You got to figure out a new project. I don't have a career that's like steady paycheck all the time. I got to figure out like where the next meal is coming from. And I just try to make it as creative for myself as possible and fun for others. Well, you've hit you've hit the point where you've got that that perfect trade-off. You 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 do have that okay, I got to hustle and hustle, but you have more autonomy than you've ever had A. And then yes. and then and B, it's, you're obviously more fulfilled than you uh, you know, ever were. And it, it's 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 a point in in your life. I've had it where you sort of say the the guy I was I, for, I forgive that guy. I'm happy that guy existed because it got me to where I am now, which I really feel comfortable and confident with. And I think that if if everything is going right and it is really kind of a runaway, you know, wagon at some point, but you can stay sort of linear and get where you need to go, it's a wonderful thing to realize, hey, it actually all worked. It actually, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And and you're you're that guy now. You know what the key was, kids? It's lowering the bar. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. A lot of people like to shoot for the moon, but I'm like, you know, put the bar on the ground, step over it, and that's accomplishment too. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you what, yeah. My goals were small enough. Each one was like not a mountain I had to climb, but like a hill that like maybe took a little wind out of me. But by the time I got to the top, I was like, Huzzah. <laughs> That's a hiker's philosophy. Modify your expectations, which is what my wife did when we got married. She's been very happy for over 20 years. <laughs> By the way, uh, a belated happy birthday to her. You took her to see Funny Girl on Broadway. And uh, was it Beanie? Uh, um... No, not Baby Newworth. No, no, no. no. Who's who's playing uh, uh, Beanie Feldstein, who's, who yeah. played Monica Lewinsky in that, uh, in that uh, series. Uh, yeah. Was how was it? She was so wonderful and, and book smart. Which yeah. Jonah Hill's sister, is it not? Um, I loved it. I yeah. loved uh, Funny Girl, and I thought Beanie was great. Um, you know, full admission, I never saw the original, ah. so I've never seen the Barbra Streisand performance. But for me, the whole thing was a discovery because I was like, oh, that's where these, I knew three of the songs. I was like, this is where they came from? Yeah. And a wonderful musical, you know, very main character focused um uh, you know you're it, it all sits very squarely on the shoulders of your 
lead. If your lead doesn't work, the whole show doesn't work. But she, I thought she was great, man. I saw it in the second week of previews. Um, we took the, the wife. We bought tickets for to go see the Matthew Broderick and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, um, Neil Simon uh, Plaza Suite show. Yeah, classic. And we bought, like, uh, tickets for the funny girl as, like, backup. But they wound up canceling the other show because they both got COVID. Like, oh, yeah. Matthew <laughs> Broderick. That's right. And um, yeah, then, then I, was, I kept saying to my wife, I was like, they're married. If he's got it, how is she not? Got <laughs> yeah. it? Later, like she got it too. Right, right. So our backup show became the main show, and it was absolutely wonderful. If you get a chance to go to New York, kids, uh, go check out Beanie Feldstein and in Funny Girls. Yeah. It's wonderful. I was actually up there probably a week before you, seeing Hugh Jackman as the Music Man. Uh, that, was which... my, I, I, that was my second show that we're going <laughs> to. If if we had one more day, how was it? Uh, it was awesome, and it's so funny because I, I wasn't, uh, or at least I didn't think I was familiar with the musical, and then every single time they broke in the song, I'm like, oh, I know this song. I know this <laughs> yeah. song. But the one song I was familiar with was because uh, from, the, it was guy. sung in the, no, Wedding Singer. Oh, the, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Shapoopy. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, Family Guy. <laughs> so I had no idea how uh, entrenched the music man has been in my pop culture life. It's, and, and Hugh Jackman, it's just kind of, it's unfair how wonderful that guy is, you know? And, it, you know, he's just super talented. He's super good looking. I, I hear he's really nice. You know? Yeah, come on, man. It's- he's super nice. I met him once and I went to his house and he lives like in Manhattan on the West Side Highway. He's got like uh, the top few floors of this apartment building and beautiful views, like fantastic. And he said, he, I was like, when I came in, I was like, this must have been paid for by Wolverine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and he's like, very specifically, X-Men 3. And I was like, good to know, man. This is how you live. Well, he's wonderful. Him and his wife, such sweet people, man. Like, they sat there and listened to my heart attack story for like a half hour, and they were very, at least, pretended to be interested in stuff. <laughs> I was meeting with him about Mitch Album was uh, making a hockey movie, and, and, and uh, Mitch knows... Hugh somehow, and for a red hot minute, Hugh was gonna do it, and so I went over to meet with him, and and uh, it, it couldn't have been a sweeter dude. So when I saw the show going up in New York City, I was like, "What a dream for this guy, man!" He like leaves his apartment, takes a cab, maybe ten minutes, yeah, and goes to work every night, and then the show's over, he goes back to like his own home. He's not staying in some hotel. He's got That's wild. X-Men pad and stuff. But such a nice guy. I deserved it. He was oh, very, very sweet. Kevin, I want to ask you about uh, Kilroy was here and yeah. uh, and the whole mechanism behind that and the NFT stuff. And can you explain what you have going on with that? Yeah, we're releasing uh, with the good folks at Secret uh, through their Legend uh, We're releasing Kilroy was here as a NFT series, 5,555 um, generative pieces of Kilroy art. So you get the movie, you get everything behind the scenes and stuff, but you get this piece of art that's your Kilroy. Um, and so, you know, uh, most things we own, we don't own, right? Right. You know, you something, you own a copy, it's not really yours. Uh, this is your copy. The ownership is a big deal in the world of cryptoverse and, and blockchain and stuff. And uh, not only that, but this piece of art that's its your own version of Kilroy. The thing that makes me excited about it is, like, we're encouraging everybody with their piece of art. It, it, take it and make a thing. Make a short, make a cartoon, make a short film, just like we did with Kilroy. Kilroy is a series of shorts put together. It's an anthology horror film. So the idea is um, you make a short from your version of Kilroy, which you own, 
And then we're going to put that together in the sequel and I'll shoot a framing device. And so our sequel is generated by the people who buy the artwork in the first place. Wow. You can take art consumer, uh, collector and consumer yeah. to collaborator. So it's, it's a fun thing. If you were ever, if you're somebody who's like, look, I want to get noticed in the business of film. This is the easiest, quickest way to do it, man, because you make a short, it's going to be good enough. Especially if you're like, I hate Kevin Smith and his movies. I'm way more talented than him. It's like, great. Then here's your chance to actually prove it. Make a little Kilroy short that's better than anyone we did. It's going to go in a movie right next to the ones that I got to do. And you know me, I'm loud. I talk about everything I do, so it's going to get exposure. So to me, I'm like, this is a great way in for a film school kid. Um, but it's it's fun for the folks in the world of NFTs because there's never been a film minted as an NFT. We're the first. And so first to the door. <laughs> but, um, but also, like, in the world of NFTs, in the crypto universe, a crypto versus the metaverse, I, I, nothing but love where people have been like, yes, this is the future. And when we announced it like a year ago and when we recently announced what we're doing with the drop, which happens in May, a lot of folks that I used to work with in the studio system have reached out to be like, we're watching like the, because everyone wants to come into the space. They see it as the next playground. I had a feeling. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's so unique. And I know that this, again, it's like the wild West right now with these things. And everyone who professes to have a real grasp of it really seems to not have a real grasp of it. So uh, it'll be curious to see how it works out. It's true. Web three is going to be a real interesting uh, time creatively uh, as you know, people are figuring out like, that they can monetize their own futures. I mean, you could literally monetize your own future and create your own currency at this right. point. Um, so, uh, you know, for some people, you know, NFTs are a scam. I've heard all manner of people uh, talking about it, having opinions and whatnot. I always think of it as fine art. You walk into a gallery in New York and there's some people willing to pay like $20,000 for some paint splashed on a canvas. And, you know, most of the world will think that's stupid, but that person who buys it values it to that point where like, this means something to me, you know, you can't art is something that's very, very tough to, to discern for everybody. Right. You know, it's, it's the reason why some people like Marvel movies and don't, it's like <laughs> yeah. a matter of taste. But to me, that's what the NFT world is. It's a mixture of the world of fine arts and new media. And the idea that like you could collaborate in this field, I, I couldn't do like, we just made Clerks 3 with Lionsgate. If I turned around to Lionsgate and says, oh, I want to release this movie as an NFT, they'd be like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> um, and if I was like, I want to do the sequel with a bunch of people that own their own pieces of the movie, it's like, they'd be like, you can't legally do that. There's, We would need contracts galore. In this new medium, you can play and you can try things hmm. um, and be experimental. So it's fun. It's just one more thing to play in. Um, yeah. and, and hopefully people... Uh, don't see it as threatening and come and play as well. Yeah. So uh, speaking of playing, Kevin, I, I have a, a hockey-related question for you. I uh, I went up and saw the Devils. I'd never been to the Prudential Center before, and I went up and saw rock? a game. Oh, isn't the Rock beautiful? <laughs> it, well, first of all, gorgeous facility. I, I was so impressed by it. Uh, Devils fans also, I was real like, listen, they've had a crappy season just like the Flyers had. The reason I went was it was uh, Claude Giroux's first game uh, back in the area, so he played up in, in uh, you know, at the, at the Rock against the Devils. Um, and, uh, it, it was really, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to see the Panthers. It was cool to see the devils. Um, but you know, you've been in LA for a long time and, uh, I'm curious as to whether or not your hockey allegiances have shifted to the West coast because you know, the <laughs> devils, uh, have struggled lately and, uh, the, the Kings have been pretty good. You know, they've won a couple of cups. So does your, like, if you're an East coast guy and you move to the West coast, 
do your allegiances change? Do I look like the kind I, of guy? Seriously? Like, uh, do, I, do I look like the kind of guy who identifies with winners, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm a loyalist, man. You, you, you stick with me. And uh, the Devils brought me into not just hockey, but sports in general. I was never a sports kid growing up. And I grew up in the epicenter of the sports world, man. Yankees, Mets, Flyers. Eggles, you know, on and on, <laughs> all around us. And never once did it capture my imagination. Never once did my father try to drag me into a sport. He liked boxing, so we uh. watched boxing a lot. But boxing, I was always bored by because I'm like, if they're going to hit each other, put on masks, put on tape. <laughs> and my father was so embarrassed by that. So um, for me, it was uh, Walter Flanagan, like, uh, in, who was on Comic Book Men with us for years. Um, and from Tell Him Steve Dick. Uh, his podcast with Brian Johnson, I keep explaining, and Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokes. <laughs> um, they, the, uh, Walter was the one that brought me into playing hockey at the Highlands Recreation Center, first street hockey, and then bringing me up to Devils games. And he was like a diehard Devils fan from the year the franchise moved over from Colorado. Um, or Kansas, I forget which one it was. Yeah, Colorado. Kansas. I think, they were, I think they were both, Kansas yeah, and yeah. Colorado. So at, uh, at a certain point, um, he brought me into the Devils. And whenever I think of the Devils, it's not just what they've done, the cups they've won. It's not just like the Devils that I've met over the years and the involvement that I've had with the organization and many times that I've worn the crest proudly on my own chest. It's all also very emotionally tied into those early moments yeah. of my friendship with Walter. So I can't have that with the Kings. Right. I can't have that with another team. I did have a, a love affair and still remain deeply uh, in love with the Edmonton Oilers based on a deep abiding uh, passion <laughs> for Wayne Gretzky that I mm -hmm. had during my, uh, what I could assume was a midlife crisis. Um, but leaving the devils behind adopting a new team is just not in the cards for me, you know, on a certain level, uh, I'm sure there will be a piece of my body wearing <laughs> some piece of devil's paraphernalia when they close the lid on <laughs> possible world. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, well, you, you mentioned uh, 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 massive. Being said, since we're in Philly, can we just take this moment, though? Um, while we're making Clerks 3, like, I, I, you know, how I direct now is I, I don't really direct. And you ask any critic, they'll tell you, like, he hasn't been doing that for years. But I host, I host the movie, and there's a lot of speeches. Like, I'm always telling everybody where we are. I narrate the whole movie and let them know and stuff. But there was one day, um, it was the second, I think it was the last day of production where I gave them the flyer speech where everybody was gathered and we had a crew of about 100 people and stuff. And we couldn't all be in the same space. Quick Stop is very small. We shot in New Jersey at the Quick Stop. So a lot of people, since it was COVID, we were zoned out into areas like the red zone, green zone, yellow zones to keep people safe. And we never got any COVID on set, thank the Lord. We never got shut down. Getting shut down would have been tough for us because we were a low-budget movie. So we would gather people outside. We uh, owned the street for like two weeks, so the street was shut down, so we'd bring everybody outside. And I gave them a speech where I said, look, I was like, some people uh, in the area might remember this. Some people who are hockey fans will know this. And if you're a Flyers fan, you definitely know this. I was like, there's a great man named Freddie Shiro who wrote on the chalkboard before the Flyers went on to win their first cup a profound uh, quote that I've deeply loved my whole life, and I think it's applicable here. Um, win together today, and we will walk together forever. 
I was like, what we're doing right now, this is it. We just spent all of our time making what people are going to see as Clerks 3 for good or for bad. And this is it. And we're about to hopefully stick the landing. And together, like, I'll remember all of you because we win together today. You will be beside me for the rest of my life. Whether I see you or not, you are the people with whom I did the thing I wanted to do. I ascended. So I thank you for this very uh, important Ferdy Shiro moment in our lives. And some people got it, and some people were like, Geez, can't this guy just, like, make a movie? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Well, we have to ask, because you did mention uh, uh, capes and, uh, and masks, uh, superhero-wise. Uh, what did you think of the Batman, Matt Reeves' The Batman? Is the Batman movie that, as a kid, I dreamed about. Absolutely. Not as a kid kid, because when I was a kid, it was Adam yeah. West. Right. But, you know, from the 80s forward, late 80s forward, from Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns forward, you know, you were like, man, why can't they just treat it seriously? And Chris Nolan did that, and you were yeah. like, wow, what a deadly serious treatment of the character. <laughs> and um, I would say Zack Snyder did uh, also deadly yeah. treatment serious the character, and now Matt Reeves is doing the same thing. Everybody wants to make him work in the real world. Um, uh, Zack Snyder less so. His was definitely more comic booky and 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 uh, with missiles and stuff like that. Not a criticism. Yeah, uh, don't want to hear from the Snyderverse people. I love those movies. Yeah, uh, but the Batman is like, let's make it as absolutely realistic as possible. Kind of like that Batman Earth One book that they did a few years ago that Jeff Johns did. Right, like make it pragmatic, make it understandable. Um, he may be rich, but it's not like everything. He, he's got a gadget for everything. He's more a guy in self-styled armor, figuring it out. They took a year to approach. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was wonderful. It was better than any Batman movie I, I could have made. Though, it was sure. it was sensational, and and the whole tone and the fact that he spends about eighty five percent of the movie in as Batman is a guy who wants to be Batman more than he wants to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, my amazing. Only, my only, uh, you know, beef with the movie is very tiny beef, and it was more humorous than anything else. But it's, uh, you know, they got those two scenes where he shows up at the door, and, you know, he's <laughs> like, you know who I am? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're Batman, and then give him crap, and he punches people. <laughs> he shows up as Bruce Wayne, you know who I am? And they're like, Bruce Wayne. And I know it's meant to illustrate that, like, Boy, that mask, you know, <laughs> difference or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I just wanted him to change his voice a little bit. Yeah, right, right. You're you're acting like Batman even when you're not Batman. So, I, you know, I I love when somebody does the dichotomy. Like, remember when Christian Bale yeah. was drunk and Batman Begins? He's like, everyone leave. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> he never sounded Batman-like. And then he drops the facade. Ben had a wonderful moment. In Batman v Superman, I think it was, where, you know, uh, Misty, Lex Luthor's assistant, I think it was, um, comes looking for him. Maybe Misty is the wrong name. And uh, opens the door, and he's trying to put a tracer right. you know, in the electronics room. And then he's like, oh, I got lost looking for the bathroom. And, and he's like, I like those shoes. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of, kind of, like, it did not sound like Batman. So, you know, and Michael Keaton had his kind of uh, distracted Bruce Wayne. Yes, form. right. I love, I, you know, and I look forward to his, his forthcoming Batman in The Flash. But his take on Bruce Wayne was Bruce Wayne, like, was baffled as uh, as Bruce Wayne, and he was himself 
as Batman, you know, and he also lowered his voice as Batman. And this was the first time that 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 a actor didn't differentiate with one scene or the director, I can't lay it up the actor's feet, didn't differentiate with one scene where you're like, all right, there's Bruce Wayne and there's Batman. But that works in this movie right. because it's year two and he's still figuring out how to do this. Mm. So you get away with it in the structure of this story. I loved it. And I, I wanted to ask you, so, and, and we've talked Did about you hear this. how I just gave Matt Reeves permission <laughs> like that? I was like, oh, he gets away with it. He's, he's comfortable <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I'm sure Matt would take that to heart. So um, <laughs> with, with everything that's going on, I've had this discussion a number of times with, uh, so you have Moon Knight out, you have the, you know, you have all these. Oh my things. God! How fantastic <laughs> is the latest episode of Moon Knight? Oh, it, it, it started slow, and I'm like, sweet mother of God, yet. sweet mother of God. No was, spoilers, yes. please. Okay, yeah, we're not yeah. going to spoil. <laughs> I'm telling here, the only spoiler I'm going to give you is uh, give yourself some time with it and bring a box of tissues. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what they're what they're pulling off. I uh, just a quick question about: um, Are we hitting? Are we hitting glut? point now we i think that's been the talk of the conversation for a while is when is it going to are we is there too much coming out um you know and is it coming out too rapidly and is it just by its very weight dropping the quality of what we're getting do you think there's any based on the most recent episode of moon Knight alone and a forthcoming project a projection on the forthcoming uh, dr strange which we're going to have in a week mm-hmm. I-, I say it's in the you know it's how it's handled yeah. basically you're finding something new to do with that material if it's not just like he's a good guy he's a bad guy and they're fighting or he's an anti-hero and he's against establishment and they're fighting we just had morbius come out you know and uh the internet has dubbed it month there's a podcast whose name escapes me that says we're still in the midst of month um <laughs> morbius came out and you know people were like meh like, nobody really cared. The Batman came out before, and people were like, yeah. Now, what's the difference? Many differences between the characters and stuff, but Morbius is a brand-new story nobody's heard, and the Batman is an old story that we all know, including villains that have done before, that have been done before. The difference is how the material is handled. Matt Reeves, you know, elevated the Batman into something where people are like, yeah, this is, this is a well-thought-out story, and, and, and uh, a take on the character that, even though it's familiar, it's brand-new to me. Whereas Morbius was a brand new character with a brand new take, but the way it was handled, I guess people didn't go for right, it. So right. I liked it. I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's such a thing as a glut. I think it's basically if something is well done or there's a new approach to it, and in the most recent episode of Moon Knight, it elevates the genre where you're like, look, I know what this thing was supposed to be coming into it. This is way better. Yeah. This is way deeper. The thing I thought they were going to give me. They gave me something even better. And if you could find a way to do that, then there's no such thing as too much. But not everything is going to be the latest episode of Moon Knight. You know, yeah. some things are just going to be like, he's a good guy and he's a bad guy and we're establishing the story. But this is only chapter one. And some <laughs> people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Some people are like, give me my own story that resolves itself. So I feel like I had an experience and you told me a complete story and you didn't just set me up for a bunch of other movies I'm now responsible for watching. Marvel didn't do that in the beginning. Marvel never announced, we're doing this, 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 and you're going to have to see everything else. What they did is they just gave us, each time, they gave us something so delicious that we just kept following them. And they slowly built something that they didn't realize they were building, and they have suddenly figured out, oh, yeah, we can run this like a TV show, man, where it's like, here's a season, and then here's a season finale. Or just like in comics, here's a bunch of issues, and here's a big, fat, giant-sized annual that's going to tie it all together. Yeah. So as long as you're doing it well, people will will follow. You and know? by the way, 
When you say bring a box of tissues, you're not saying bring a box of tissues and lotion. <laughs> you're saying it's so emotional that you're going to be crying. It, it's Marvel, so both. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, true. but definitely this one, it's more uh, emotional All right. than anything else. But as a storyteller, for me, it was more celebratory because, like, at the end of it, they stuck the landing where I was like, I can't believe this is where they're taking Moon Knight. I'm here for it. It, awesome. it, it, it's a, I love it. It'll all. rock your world. Definitely. I love it. Love all it. right. Well, listen, Kev, we got we to gotta break because we got to uh, a contest. We got to stay on time with. But just a reminder Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash Silver Anniversary Bash. Saturday, May 7th, so a week from tomorrow. Excellent. And Sunday as well. So Mother's Day is going to be there um, yeah. in Red Bank. And you can get tickets at smodcast.com. And the whole clerk's cast is going to be there, right? Yeah, we're all taking pictures. Brian, awesome. Jeff, Marilyn, Trevor from uh, Clerks 2, played Elias, me, Jay, bunch of other cats. We take pictures with you in front of the fake quick stop in the back of Jane Sound Bob Secret Stash. And then at night, we do a show at the Atlantic Highlands Movie Theater, three-way Q&A, which is a really fun thing. Awesome. Love it. com is where they can get tickets. Philly, it is an hour and a half drive from you. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, close. Yep. Yes, you got to yep. come down. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, brother. We love you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for putting Froggy in your movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. about that. Thank you for the suggestion, man. I'm telling you, like, it... it Made the movie better. It was a great suggestion, Case. I appreciate it. Excellent. All right, Kevin Smith. Yay! Thanks, Kevin. We'll see you, man. How cool is that? I mean, that sounds freaking real. They're going to be uh, Casey. If you if you missed uh, the the uh, earlier part of the interview, uh, Kevin is putting uh, this song Seven Eleven Nachos" from Froggy and Clerks Three, <laughs> per Casey's suggestion. Nachos. Pretty badass. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Movie return concert. Cash and the B file. What's new? Why do you ask? Muse. Weezer. A Day to Remember with Mark Hoppus. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. WMR. I almost did. I like pause because just in case I was like, oh, we'll do this. I almost did. I, I am trained because when we do these live commercials, I'm, I'm the one that uh, hits the button that takes us into our next element. And if somebody says call one eight hundred gambler, like I am hardwired to hit a button to go, and I and, and Kathy normally does the outro of the traffic. Is that your traffic on ninety three three WMMR? And the other day she said one eight hundred gambler. I'm like boom. <laughs> like I am so sorry, you man. Did it. Uh, but now I can do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre finally. All right, brought to you by Coors Light. And, of course, we, the President and Steve Show, are headed back to Keenan's in North Wildwood. Friday, May 27th, to officially open the Jersey Shore. Be there starting at 6 a.m. Brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. All right, I'm going to start with this story. An American family caused havoc at Israel's Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv yesterday when they tried to transport an artillery, an unexploded artillery shell through <gasps> airport security. Oh so does the airline consider that a risk? The tourists found the shell while traveling in the Golan Heights. Ex, uh, in yeah, in the Golan Heights, explained Israel airport authorities. Uh, Israel captured the Golan Heights from Syria in the war in a war in 1967 and annexed a narrow strip of land in 1981. The area is considered occupied territory. 
Um, and upon arrival at the airport, the American travelers deci- declared the shell to airport security at luggage drop-off. And airport staff announced an evacuation. Video circulating on social media shows people panicking, <laughs> running behind pillars, and cowering on the ground. One person was reported injured in the incident, an Israeli passenger who ran onto the luggage conveyor belt <laughs> amid the chaos. After security, uh, after a security incident was ruled out, the evacuation of the terminal was uh, canceled. Uh, the American travelers were interrogated by airport authorities. I would imagine that the Israeli authorities were quite uh, thorough in their uh, in questioning of these people, but they were subsequently allowed to board their flight. Uh, Israel Sorry. Airport authorities said the incident is currently under operational investigation. The injured individual was taken to the hospital. Ben Gurion International Airport has long been considered one of the safest travel hubs in the world due to its multiple layers of security checks. But and they <laughs> they make you put your live rounds in the overhead compartment, right? Yeah, you can't check that. No, you have to carry that on. Yes. All right, uh, crews recovering a helicopter that crashed in Lake Apopka in Florida on Tuesday said they discovered a second helicopter in the waterway Wednesday morning. Uh, Deputies said the second helicopter also went down into the lake on Tuesday later in the day. So two helicopters (laughs) crashed in the same lake. They didn't even know about the first one when they were going to get the the, uh, second one out. Boy, do we have egg on our faces. Deputies said the pilot of the second helicopter is safe and that the FAA and NTSB have been notified about the discovery. (laughs) The guys just swim to shore themselves like, what the hell? Investigators said the pilot in Tuesday's first crash was brought to shore by a private boat and that they were the only person on board the aircraft at the time of that crash. We'll stay in Florida for a moment. Legless amphibians called uh, Sicilians, uh, more commonly known as rubber eels and more memorably known as penis snakes. Penis snakes. Have been discovered in South Florida. The slippery creatures were first found not far from Miami International Airport in a canal in 2019. Those are the spitting penis snakes. Sicilians can uh, quite vary a bit in length and uh, just from a couple of inches all the way up to five feet long. Wow, no penis should look like that. The specimen captured uh, at the canal measured two feet long. Uh, they tend to thrive in shallow, warm bodies of water with aquatic vegetation. And certain areas of the canal do fit those criteria, but there is still a lot about the penis snake that scientists have yet to learn. Uh, they said very little is known about these animals in the wild, but there's nothing particularly dangerous about them, and they don't appear to be serious predators. But research is expanding, correct? Yeah, it's, it is expanding. It's, uh, they're getting hard evidence on yeah. that right now. Uh, the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation posted a video to Facebook showing a curious black bear walking up to a home and opening up the storm door. Man, there are oh. more and more of yep. bears just opening in. doors, opening <laughs> car doors. Up everybody. Hey. Hey. I mean, their ability to actually uh-huh. use work mechanisms now is starting to be more widely reported. Hi, I'd just like to leave a copy of the Watchtower here. <laughs> Uh, the animal leaves after being unable to open the wooden door behind it. The department the department didn't identify uh, the location of the home, but said that the video should serve as a reminder that bears are becoming more active as temperatures warm up, and residents should take measures to ensure their homes are secured from the animal. There was more footage from this area. People got out to walk their small dog, oh, and, yeah. a, and a bear came charging oh, after Lord. them. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, in Nebraska, a woman was arrested Wednesday because uh, she brought along her children while she was vandalizing a local business. Come on, kids. Around 11 p.m. on Tuesday, Emily Anderson drove to Yankee Hill Brick and Tile with her two children. You don't vandalize that. She entered the business with one of her children through an unlocked door at the North Building. Inside, she started to knock over shelving, toss toolboxes, and rip open bags of materials. Should there be a, a kinder care specifically for thieves and vandalizers? <laughs> with spray paint cans found, she found inside, she sprayed the words Anderson, which is her last name, ah. <laughs> and mine onto the building. Uh, okay. Who At- did this? Afterwards, she drove to the South, named mine. South <laughs> Building and entered it with one of her children. Anderson and her child then threw chairs, rocks, trash, and toolboxes around. Well, families a lot of times don't get to do things together. Around the time, around this time, an employee reported that an unknown vehicle was parked at their business. When deputies arrived, they found two small children outside of the vehicle and Anderson in the doorway of the business with no shoes on. While being interviewed by deputies, Anderson admitted to taking property from the business and spray painting the building. I told you guys about the time me and my friend Patrick spray painted his uh, grandpa, the grandpa's garage your yes. names. with our names? Yes. Did you do this? No. 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 Uh-uh. <laughs> well, this arrow you painted points to your house. <laughs> All right, and the final story, a famous artist claims that he is having a sexual relationship with Mona Lisa. Wow. Domingo Zapata has been dubbed the next Andy Warhol and says that he's been obsessed with the Mona Lisa for over a decade and dreams of having sex with the woman in the famous portrait, which he uses as the basis for many of his iconic reinterpretations. You know he's not dreaming of handies. Uh, Zapata rose to fame with his digital takes on the Mona Lisa, and they've sold for large sums of money and are being displayed in the Louvre in Paris. So he's legit, you know, in in the art world. (laughs) And in the perversion world. He claims his success is due to the intimate bond that he has formed with the relationship. That never goes away. This guy looks like a werewolf. He said, "You keep go- uh, apparently you keep going back to it, and you cannot move on even after 100 versions. I'm working on one right now. He said, it's a mess. By the way, the model, the Mona Lisa, uh, I don't think is very attractive at all. Uh, as long as I'm inside it is. average looker. Yeah, yeah of uh, her time, like maybe she was a looker. Would you buy her a drink if she was at the... Uh, <laughs> Her sinus bar case? Well, I mean, her sinus? What time of the day is it? And how many drinks do I have? And how many drinks do I have? Because possibly. By the way, this... That it's a uh, self-portrait? That it's actually Da Vinci? We've heard that. Yeah, Yeah. I've heard Ah, that. Uh, I'm speaking like a royal. We've heard that. (laughs) But this guy, is is his name literally Sunday Shoes? Is that what the the translation of his name is? Domingo Zapata. Okay. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm. Zapata is shoes? I think so. I don't have sex with paintings. Yeah. Donde es la zapateria? Right? Where's the shoe store? Yeah. Okay. Sunday shoes. I learned Sunday that shoes. from uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What part? What scene? Uh, I don't even remember, but uh, uh, somewhere, I think it's Bruce Willis says zapateria. Um, and that's in my brain. Okay. Oh, because he and the girl, when he gets the money, they're going to go and live in a Spanish-speaking country. Oh, that's they start right. practicing mm-hmm. their Spanish. That's yes. right. Okay. Is it? And there you go. That anybody else? Anybody? Anybody want to add anything else? What do you I think, think about I... the Venus de Milo? <laughs> I saw the Venus de yeah. Milo. I was slutty, at, right? I went to the Louvre, 
And, no arms. Uh, no arms on that. The hell? Yeah, it's so all mouth. What a jip. David and Winged Victory sure. was another big uh, one. You know, at the time, though, when you go through a museum that large, it's like with the Smithsonian, at a certain point, you're like, yeah. Hope Diamond, great. Let's go. I know. Well, I know. Yeah. I know. You you do. You need to take it in pieces, yeah. or you're not. You're going to stop appreciating. Spirit of St. Louis. I'm out of here. Rochelle yeah. and I, when we go, like we went to the Barnes, or if we go to the Philadelphia Museum of Art, any of these museums, the first half hour is very ah. respectful, mm. and you and you take the time, yeah, yeah. and you're looking at. All, oh my God, that's a yeah. that's a wow. Rembrandt. Like that's a real one right there, and you're looking at it, and you're appreciating it, and after about thirty minutes. We start playing a game. Uh-huh. So the game we play is you don't look at the title of the of the work. You try to what do you think is the title? Right. Okay. And then we try to we see how close we come to it. Or if it's of people, we we give them dialogue. We give, <laughs> sure. we, we give them dialogue. We give them something they've said or they're saying to each other. Or, or there's if there's multiple people and not even looking to see that. Oh, that's a Van Gogh. You know what I mean? You know Listen, what I do? You I don't, don't go. I don't go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre, and then Steve, when we were walking out, we were literally at the exit. I go, "Oh wait, the Venus de Milo's here. Should we go see that?" And I was like, "No, it's just too big. <laughs> no, this place is, no, it took us forever to find the Mona yeah. Lisa. I want know? a chocolate croissant. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I got great. a chocolate eclair actually." <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, uh, that's it uh, in the beat file. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. There's still about a minute left for you to answer with obvious, so make sure that you do that right now. It's your chance to win $500 in MMRBQ tickets, so the word is obvious. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's lesson question prize, $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. If you were listening earlier this morning, uh, then you know what intergalactic spaceship Caitlyn Jenner designed. (laughs) What would that be? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. What intergalactic spaceship did Caitlyn Jenner design? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. We talked about that uh, in the 7... Actually, before 7 a.m., just before 7 a.m. Let's see if you were listening, and we'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Mother's Day is almost here, and whether you are shopping for your mom, your wife, your daughter, whoever it might be, Family and Company Jewelers has the best selection. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Caroline Schwitzky, famous for appearing on 90 Day Fiance, survived an alleged murder attempt by her boyfriend after witnesses say he tried to drown her. Schwitzky has reportedly been inspired by the incident and is shopping a new show called 90 Days to Kill Your Fiance. <laughs> NBC News social media catching hell for identifying current Jeopardy champ Matea Roach, who now ranks as the eighth all-time winner, as simply a lesbian tutor. 
NBC's social media team was roundly criticized earlier this year for identifying Martin Luther King as, quote, a black dude. Oh, my God. And finally, this season of The Masked Singers reportedly been plagued with security issues, causing their security guards to get overly aggressive with the paparazzi. On Wednesday, a Masked Singer security guard emptied a clip into a photog, attempting to take a picture of Rachel Ray in a skink costume. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. And it is as follows. What is the name of the intergalactic spacecraft that uh, Caitlyn Jenner created? 215-263-WMMR, and I will go to Louie. Hey, Louie, good morning. Good morning. I want to eat, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like that. Louie, uh, what's the name of the spacecraft that Caitlyn Jenner created? Uh, the Jenner Sphere? The Jenner yeah! Sphere. Yeah, I want you to hang on because you just got yourself a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. You can spring into seasonal specials at Bonefish Grill and enjoy jumbo shrimp skewers. Skewers! Prepared in a light citrus serve marinade or wood grilled salmon caprice with gnocchi. Gnocchi. And you can try pairing it with a refreshing strawberry citrus martini. I want that salmon caprice. Visit, visit Bonefish. I want the gnocchi. gnocchi. Visit bonefishgrill.com to reserve your table today. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Mother's Day is almost here. And whether you are shopping for your mom, your wife, your daughter, or whoever it might be, Family and Company Jewelers has the best selection. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. We're going to start with this. Today is WMMR's 54th birthday. Yes, 1968. On this date, this radio station was born. And we will have... I'll let you finish. Kathy loved that. That was her idea. Beautiful. (laughs) That's never been done before. Never. I'm glad you saved it for a special occasion. Oh, it's beautiful. 54th. Yeah. Yeah. 54th is the gastric birthday. I am the same age as this radio station. Yeah. I was born only a few months before. Uh, so, in celebration, uh, Pierre is doing something special. He's going to replay that, yeah, first of all. I'm sure. Uh, but uh, today he's going to start uh, from uh, as soon as he gets in here till 3 o'clock. He's hosting the MMR You Call It Birthday Party. So, think Jackie Bam Bam's You Call It Friday. I love that. With a special nod to the radio station and uh, music, songs, moments, things that tie you with this station and your relationship to it and your life with it. And uh, you can not only request songs, but, you know, your favorite classic station IDs and things like that. Uh, it's it's wonderful to be, I mean, you were, you know, the, the, your lifespan is the span of this station, Preston. And, and to be uh, able to hear stories like we heard last night, a couple of people at the Coravent came up. 
who've been, you know, listening to MMR forever, and and they tie different things that have happened in their lives to to events and li- things that happen on the show and so on and so forth. It's an honor to be a part of this. Yep, exactly. So Pierre will be in here shortly to get that underway. Also, have other news. Ozzy Osbourne has been diagnosed with COVID, uh, according to his wife Sharon. We have a clip of her speaking of that. Yes. Uh, so let's roll that. Ozzy was diagnosed, but um, I spoke to him, and he's okay. I am very worried about Ozzy right now. We've gone two years without him catching COVID, and it's just Ozzy's luck he would get it now. I will hold him and kiss him, but with about three masks on, I think. (laughs) My family's my life. Um, he's, he's compromised because he has the, the Parkinson's condition. Yeah, and, and a bunch yeah. of other issues yeah, yeah. throughout the years as well. He's had staph infections, pneumonia, right. all kinds of things. So, well, Angela, uh, what does she mean she talked to him? So they're, they're, she's they're, here, and she's now she's working on this new show, Piers Morgan, in mm-hmm. England. Oh, okay. And they are they're gonna move. moving yes. yeah, because of that, right? Right. All right, so here's the second clip. I can't believe my luck. I'm missing the show. I've only been there three days. It's some. It's. I can't believe it, but um, I will be back. I know I will. It'll take me a week to get my old man back on his feet again, and I will be back in a week. All right. So we'll she see. just she just had the story. I mean, that, obviously that pales by comparison. But she had was revealing that she had this plastic surgery that. Didn't quite go right. I was just going to say, look at her face. She looks different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had said it, it went bad and uh, they need to get it fixed. Yeah. She's, uh, it does not look that good. And plus she's crying in this yeah, clip yeah. too. So that never helps. All right. Uh, Game of Thrones actress uh, Esme Bianco has explained or expanded her sexual assault lawsuit against Marilyn Manson by filing a motion at Wednesday in Los Angeles Federal Court claiming that Manson blocked a video of her that was to be used during the Deftones current tour as part of their uh, stage set. And in the new filing, Bianco alleges that Manson convinced Deftones to remove her image from the video in retaliation, which deprived her of the opportunity for exposure and income. Uh, Fred Sablin, uh, Deftones' current touring bassist, is a former member of Manson's band. Uh, Biancos is just uh, one of several women who have uh, been accusing Manson of sexual assault over the last year. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. Uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper Shad Smith says that they will celebrate the life of Taylor Hawkins at the upcoming New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival on Sunday, May 1st. Uh, the Chili Peppers are filling in for Foo Fighters, who canceled all concerts for the rest of the year after Hawkins died. Smith told uh, Billboard, we are uh, we're taking Allison, his wife, with us. Oh. And it's going to be a celebration. She that's said, great. He said that's what she wants. She doesn't want it to be anything other than that. Let's celebrate music. Let's celebrate our friends. Let's celebrate Taylor. And this is what he would want. And he would be very happy that you guys are playing. And he would want it to be nothing but a positive experience, she said. So he said, so we're going to do that. And uh, she's going to be a part of that. And I'm very honored that we can do that with her. And we're going to play our hearts out. Metallica have released an addition to their blackened American whiskey line. Uh, the new liquor, great name, by the way, Ride the Lightning is what it's called. Uh, named after, obviously, their 1984 album, Ride the Lightning. Uh, was crafted using low hertz 
frequencies from the band's music to vibrate the barrels. <laughs> it's a gimmick, but it's cool. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to Rob Dietrich, master distiller for the whiskey line, Metallica's Rye the Lightning is crafted with from Kentucky straight rye whiskeys, aged between five and eight years, and then finished in Madeira wine and Caribbean rum casks for two to 14 weeks each. The tasting notes include dried fig, hay, pine wood, pear, and rum cake on the nose, as well as clover, honey, mint, corn husk, sugar cane, walnut, and cinnamon. It's amazing for uh, you're, this is your spirit, right? You're, you're a yep bourbon, yep. Yep. So, bourbon so, and rye, yeah. right? So um, that these very subtle ingredients go into creating something that, I, to me, whenever I've tasted, I'm, I don't drink at all, but. Uh, you know, it seems like a, like you're hitting a brick wall. This stuff is very powerful. I I can't pick up all these notes. I yeah. will every now and then go, wow, okay, that's kind of caramelly or or, yeah. or maybe a little bit of vanilla or something like that. But there, I mean, corn husk. Yeah, is there you a know? little bit of ginichetti in this? Hay, <laughs> pine wood, clover, yeah. honey. But there are people who have very refined palates and yes. they test them. Uh, and they make a lot of money, by the way. Uh, and they they will take a test to see. Uh, they they will know exactly what has gone into the making of these. These spirits, and then they will test them on it. They they grade these, and if they come back and and get a certain amount correct, then they're considered right. a very sharp palate. And I would not be good at that. They therefore are really good at uh, at you know reviewing these things and and being a, a taste tester for uh, different brands. Uh, the sonic enhancement process for this liquor though involves barrels being placed in a room while the band's music is played through special speakers for this specific batch. Uh, listen to this. There's a local tie. Uh, Metallica's 2012 Orion music performance in Atlantic City hmm. is what they use to rock the barrels. <laughs> the Ride the Lightning portion of that set marked the only time the band had ever played that album live in its entirety. So that's why they went with that particular recording. It's right up there with uh, Kiss putting their blood into the yeah, ink yeah. for the comic books and all that other stuff. Totally. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, just a reminder, because we were talking about Froggy this morning when we had uh, Kevin Smith on. Uh, Kevin Smith has added Froggy, their song Seven uh, Eleven Nachos, to the Clerks 3 film in the movie, not just the soundtrack, in the movie. It's amazing. And they're going to be playing the Preston and Steve side stage at uh, the MMRBQ, along with Jackie Bam Bam's party deck. He's going to be spinning a set, maybe a couple of sets, actually. And we're doing live band karaoke with Sidearm. And yes, you can end up being a singer in that band. All you have to do is go to WMMR.com. We have a list of songs. You make a video of you singing some of that song. Mm-hmm. Post it on social media. Use the hashtag MMRBQ. We'll find it. We'll listen to it. We'll pick ten singers to be there. And uh, each winner will get four MMRBQ tickets as well. Hey, so Case, take advantage we, of it. Do we know how the, uh, how, uh, the, uh, the girls responded when they heard... Uh, From Froggy? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't even know if, uh, and they he, they had to have been told, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah, because, I, I mean, that would that not rock your world? That would rock my world. Yeah. Um, really, one of them was listening this morning, posted on, uh, on the Instagram there, on the Froggy the Band is their Instagram handle, and so uh, they are aware for certain. Um, I don't know which girl that is. However. Okay. It says, uh, thanks so much, uh, uh, that Kevin Smith for the love on uh, Preston and Steve's show this morning. Hell yeah. And just remember, it was Casey's idea. Ah. He's the one that uh, that let Kevin know about that. So, Alright, there you go. That's music news for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up and our Word of the Week prize is given away when we return. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's the end of the work week. That's what it is. All right, 1046 on a Friday. And the Preston and Steve Show coming to a close. And I have uh, I have good news. We have a new Daily Rush video that's out from this morning, this very morning. Amazing. The lesson question we had earlier about the Jenner sphere <laughs> uh, is now a Daily Rush video. So it's the Jenner sphere and the zombie Kardashian lips. <laughs> Kardashian lips. Uh, it says the undead have risen, but thankfully Captain Caitlyn Jenner is bringing the Jenner sphere out of the hyperspace space. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Instagram for a first look at the Daily Rush videos. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. And a little snippet from today's program video-wise for you to see. You want to get the whole thing, everything that took place on the show, uh, just follow us on uh, YouTube. And we have the, the video that uh, we stream live every day now, which is pretty awesome. So you can take a peek at what was going on. That would include our interview with Mr. Kevin Smith. Hey. Yeah. Who's on today? We did a good forty-five minutes. Asked two questions, <laughs> and we he, had it all. He was great today. Was he really smoking a doobie? Yes, yeah. he was. He was firing it up. Yeah, wow, it was great. So, and he has his own product lines right there of just stuff. That, you know, his own, uh, you know, cannabis. And amazing. I can't, I can't imagine doing that. First of all, and then having an intelligent conversation. Secondly <laughs> of all, uh, and he did both. Yeah, uh, I mean. Obviously, very bright guy, but like you said to me off the air yesterday, you sort of just start him and he goes, right? Oh, it's it. It's yeah. a great interview. You don't have to prepare at all. <laughs> How's it going, Kevin? Boom. What'd you have for breakfast? You were off. off and running. Yeah, so that was cool. It was nice having him on. Hey, well, you got a lot going on today, so let's get to the letter of the day, okay. all right? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... D is in dog. All right, and caller number six, you dirty dog. Dirty uh, dog. So you are the winner. 215-263-WMMR if you know the word of the week. So caller number six is the one that we will take. Let's get on that Whoa, now. So, the bear. Uh, I mentioned earlier, MMR's birthday, and you're celebrating in fine fashion today. I love your rock and roll animal t-shirt today. When I came here in 1981, the monkey was the logo, and the green was... Uh, was the uh, color this dark green? I don't know what what kind of uh, like a hunter green. Hunter or, I don't green, know. Yeah. Maybe it's a little too dark. For and that. then uh, on the back, it says uh, animal. Animal. It's awesome. Three. It's awesome. Yeah, and that kind of and that what is now a retro font. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and this is the original shirt though from. Oh, you have my, held on to it. This is my second T-shirt I got. Maybe late 81, 82. It's an excellent and may shirt. I commend you because about 15 years ago, that wouldn't have fit on you, no. my man. No, no, it wouldn't have. I mm-hmm. lost 55 pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, and I never threw it away. And I said, I wonder, I wonder. And I pulled it out of the archive file, the archive T-shirt drawer, and lo and behold, it fit. That's and awesome. I go, holy ass. It's funny, though. Stuff that looks retro now looks really cutting edge. Right. And, and cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely pops. It looks great. Anytime I can look cutting edge, I'm only too happy to. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but no, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun day. I I only know where we're gonna begin and probably where we will end, um, and the rest of it will be just uh, you know as we go. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, like you had mentioned earlier, it's being amusing news. If you have an MMR memory that you can tie into your request, uh, so much the better. Uh, if not, that's all right too. Or you you might have a bit if we can find it. It might be a bit from Preston and Steve, in which case I may run and find Marissa. <laughs> where did uh, where you know that time they... ranch dressing? Uh, right, Casey's ranch Pizza dressing. Ranch dressing or something. I mean, yeah. What what number anniversary are you guys at now? Oh God, what well, twenty? Lose track. Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. And, so I mean, uh, next month. At MMR. Yeah. Okay. So you're. Yeah. I mean. So I mean, when we hit your twentieth, they did a thing for my twentieth. We've got to do something big for your twentieth. That'd be nice. Uh, I think it would be most appropriate. Um, uh, we could give you a Volkswagen van. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I know one right no. down the street yeah. that's ever so slightly challenged, <laughs> um, but it's beautiful looking. It is glorious. It's, yeah, uh, it just uh, is a fire hazard and a death trap. <laughs> with, that, with that minor exception, it's totally fine. So um, it's uh, it's a lovely thing. Anyway, it's completely the program... street legal in other countries. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Brazil, in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, it's a great in Cuba. <laughs> so head right down there, and it'll float there too. So, put a sail on it and you're good to go. The SS Minerva might hit an iceberg, but with that exception, you'll be fine. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, so we'll be doing all these requests and, uh, you know, We'll just have fun. I don't uh, really know where I, it's going to go. That's the way to approach great. it yeah. because it's a 54th, so it's not like right. it's, you know, uh, but it's still fun and it's still amazing and it's still something to be celebrated that here's this station after so many decades doing what it did from day one. Well, what you said, Steve, you know, uh, it's an honor for all of us yeah, uh, to be here because, you, you know, you guys uh, talked about your experience coming here and... Uh, mine was the same, you know, and it, it didn't start when any of us arrived here. It started, you know, in 1968 as is, you know, at, as only one show a night from six till 10 or 11 o'clock at night called the Marconi experiment with this guy, Dave Herman, who came down from New York to do it. We d- he didn't even have records. <laughs> uh, he thought they'd have a full record library because the station was only doing it was on tape. It was it was the bastard stepchild of W.I.P., AM, 610 AM, was a um, Sinatra, Tony Bennett kind of a station. Right. And so they had the FM frequency, which they got at the same time they got licensed, but they just said, yeah, we just put it on tape. And then the, then they said, well, let's try, you know, this rock thing seems to be happening. So the, the outside of that one block of programming, it, the, the format was kind of... Sinatra and stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it right. was. Yeah, it was. You know, but uh, singers of that era, Perry Como, Perry Como, yeah. Dean when Martin. Did the, when did the call letters come along? Any idea? It start. Well, it's it. It was WMMR. I don't know when Metro it, Media, right? Well, yeah, Metro Media was the company that owned it and owned uh, six stations across. So the they country. called. So okay, so I got you. WIP was the was the AM, right? And then they got they got the FM, and they were running the same programming. So that you have to have different call letters for for AM and FM. They're different radio stations. Right. So they it, it was WMMR from the start. Then I guess when they when they I picked up the calls, but they nope. probably called it WIP. We have a picture of you guys near, and it says WIP FM. Right. Uh, and so I think it was WIP FM. I think it was somewhere around sixty seven, sixty eight that they started all Metro Media started these rock and roll stations. Mm-hmm. K Met was in Los Angeles. 
WMET uh, using the Met in Chicago, WMMS, the Metro Media in Cleveland, Cleveland which yeah. is still there but not quite uh, up to up to snuff. Uh, KSAN, uh, where I started in San Francisco, uh, the legendary NEW. Uh, AM and FM in New York and MMR in Philadelphia. Okay. So that was how it began, Metro Media. Wow. All right. Love it. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get a winner here, and then we'll get ready to hand the reins over to you. Hey, Scott, you were on the air. Good morning. Hey, rim job. Oh, rim job. Rim job. Um, we'll see if we can find that for you because we need to hear that on the way out. Scott, what's the word of the week, please? I believe it's loved. Metro Media! Correct, my man. Uh, we are going to set you up with a Buena Vista Ultimate uh, Summer Tailgate Party Pack. Four cases of Stone Brewings at Buena Vista, a variety case of other Stone Brewing beers, three Buena Vista branded cornhole sets, a Stone Brewing Easy Up Tent, Stone Brewing Flags, and a bunch of Buena Vista t-shirts, and a... Brain job. <laughs> uh, this summer, enjoy Stone Brewing's Buena Vista, a Baja-inspired Mexican lager brewed with uh, sea salt and lime. And you can find, you can check them out at find.stonebrewing.com uh, to find Buena Vista near you. So you're good to go with the tailgate party, Scott. That's awesome. Happy birthday, guys. Uh, oh, thanks, thank man. You. We appreciate that. Hang on the line, bud. We'll get your information. We'll set you up with that prize. Uh, so that's the entire show is about that today, yeah, right? and I will have some Tommy Conwell tickets to give away. Jackie's hosting his show tomorrow at Ardmore Music Hall so, and the Concert Cash at noon and 2 p.m. So that, too. Excellent. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve, show brought today by Acme. Uh, from city to shore, Acme has everything that you need to prep for the summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Coors Light, Mage Chill. Please enjoy responsibly. And Trinity Rehab, they can help you get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on the program, just a few things we have in store. Uh, we'll have actor Rory Culkin on. Nice. Uh, comedian Dan Soder will be joining us. Good friend of the show, Mark Summers, will be on the program. And we're sending Kathy out of the studio for what? Kathy's Cut. Hey. Monday. The return of that. Yep, Monday morning. It does start. happen on Monday, yep. Any, uh, did uh, those slots still full? Uh, yeah, so I, I, at this point it's closed, uh, and we have all of the slots that are filled and at the two locations, and yeah, we'll be there Monday morning starting 6 a.m. Love it. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Uh, have a great weekend. Happy birthday, MMR. Hey. And we'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> And Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing there. Doo doo be do. Doo da da.